So this is Dark Days with a uh, wonderful one-shot story using the new God Machine Chronicles uh, rule set for World of Darkness. Uh, we'll be playing a Mortals game, um, and we will just shoot straight into it. And uh, the name of this one-shot is Hunger from Within. So, uh, to briefly give an overall uh, layout, um, this is all uh, set in the UK, in England of, uh, in, in particular, and we will start with uh, James as our first player. James, uh, what's the name of your character? Okay, uh, my character's name is Richard. Richard, okay. Richard. Um, and he probably has a surname as well, which Williams is that? That's not a real fine, person, is that'll it? Do. That'll be fine. Um, okay, so Richard is mostly from a uh, uh, a particular city, or is uh, studying at a particular city at a university. And Richard is looking for his uh, missing uh, brother who has been uh, missing for uh, a couple of weeks now and you have been uh, you know, following up clues after the police have made no efforts. <laughs> and this has brought you to um, a place within, uh, I'm going to say it's in the county of Shropshire, uh, almost on the border to Wales. And the You've been led this way after uh, following uh, numerous clues, and the last uh, clue um, to where your brother was last seen uh, was from a CCTV footage from uh, outs outside of a petrol station uh, near to uh, to the place where you're going now, after you've basically checked out everywhere else around. So. The car makes its way over the rolling hills and past the fields of cows, green pastures and corn. It's sort of, I guess you could say it's uh, late August, just before everything is, you know, the harvest is finished with everything. The church spire of St. Francis uh, Church emerges over the hilltops and just visible are the historic, uh, historic Tudor towers of what is now Heron Hall. In the valley is the winding streets of the town, the picturesque, the picturesque, uh, picturesque houses, and, and there is an almost festival vibe that you can make out as there's bunting and, uh, and you know, the colours of the flags there. On one of the fields, just outside of the town, is a, uh, you know, a, a carnival, a circus, with striped tents and, the, and there is the uh, distinct smell of animals and horses. 
The car rumbles over the medieval bridge and into the town, passing happy locals sat outside the cafes, or they're pushing prams, or they're buying whatever things they need to get before the festival begins this weekend. So this could be, but you know, this could be the place where Richard's brother was last seen. So, you know, it's you basically have a montage of things of you know you've gone past, wind, you know, as you've been winding down the roads uh, towards this town, you've passed like signs for uh, there's a field somewhere where you know for like five pounds is pick your own strawberries or uh, or you know another sign that uh, whichever farmer is selling uh, homemade cider because he obviously has the leftover of his own uh, harvesting of the orchard. Um, of course, when you go through the town, you know you've got you've got old folks who are wearing various tweed outfits because they're you know they're guys old men that have their old hunting gear on, or you know people carrying various shopping bags filled with uh, produce and so forth. There's local small uh, uh, grocery shops. Yeah, there's maybe a, a, a small a, a spa supermarket. So, Mike Spa is a is a um, is a type of local store supermarket type of thing. So it's kind of a very small thing, uh, a convenience sort of store essentially. Um, and you know, anything else there is really going to be very local shops so no big brand things like Tesco's or Sainsbury's there's there's no Marks and Spencer's or or any of these other large names um, there's not even going to be a McDonald's or anything like that uh, the town uh, Richard as you go through it you mostly pass at least four or five different pubs or inns and they all date back to uh, Victorian times, or or actually older, and of course the houses have uh, uh, are all various different designs. There's some that are more modern. A lot of the shop fronts are the original kind of Victorian or or, uh, or Georgian uh, designs. Um, and you know, in the in the windows, there's obviously a festival feel to it, and you see every so often what look like either uh, toy walls or the head of a fake wolf head or in the antique store they've brought out an actual original uh, you know taxidermy wolf's head so you're kind of wondering what's wolves got to do with the festival um, so you know there's plenty of Tudor buildings uh, because of its because uh, where you're you're, the proximity of this town is to a, uh, a major ta uh, market town called Ludlow, which is famous for Ludlow Castle, where Catherine of Aragon was sent uh, pr prior. Was it prior or just to? I'm just going to say. Catherine of Aragon got sent to Ludlow Castle while Henry was sorting out his divorce from her to Anne Boleyn. So Ludlow Castle is, is a well known uh, location that's nearby. So yes, there's cider and ale houses. Uh, there's uh, numerous antique and bookstores, and there's a clock tower and town hall made of red brick, uh, dating from around about the 1800s. The same is there's a primary school also in a similar construction style, and the primary school is actually within the town centre. Um, of course, because the town is um, in a valley, some of the streets go up quite steep hills. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah, uh, Richard is basically um, obviously having to find somewhere to stay uh, for the evening because uh, it's already late afternoon. If he's going to be able to make the most of his time, he, the best place for him to stay, as he's been directed, is at uh, Heron Hall, which is a uh, which is an old Tudor manor house. Um, which was renovated during the Elizabethan times, uh, well, put up in the Elizabethan times and renovated during the Victorian period and uh, is also now a hotel. And within this hotel is Jim Johnson, uh, an American firefighter who is uh, on holiday uh, recover recovering uh, from, I guess, post-traumatic stress of a recent uh, major blaze in whichever city in the U.S. where he uh, where he uh, works. Um, yep. So um, so I'll just give a brief overview of of, um, of what you know. So you're aware that there is this festival known as um, the Wolf Feast taking place. Um, this all relates back to the legend of the Devil Wolf. Which was the first, which was the last wolf to be killed in all of Shropshire, and killed apparently outside of this town, and it coincides with the harvest festival. Um, so the town itself, uh, you know, has a long history, not only dating back to Tudor times, but apparently dates back all the way to Roman times, because apparently. There are certain properties in the water, you know, minerals and so forth. And so in that respect, it shares some similarities to uh, the, the Roman-slash-Victorian uh, town of Le Royal Leamington Spa, and also some uh, similarities to then Bristol, because Bristol, of course, was a Roman city that then gained popularity uh, you know, during Georgian times and on onwards. Um, so you get the feeling that you've got this uh, building that retains much of its Tudor elements, so like you know, uh, uh, black wooden beams with white plaster, but then it's got extensions that are more uh, red brick, and then has uh, uh, some ornate uh, faux kind of, uh, I would say, faux rococo kind of desi uh, baroque designs, uh, and there's a lot of dark polished wood, uh, so it gives a, a case a place of uh, that's got a long-lasting history. Uh, the main foyer is where there's a, a kind of like a place where you can sit down. There's a cafe and everything. Um, there's a uh, there's like a uh, there's a a greenhouse area where people can obviously sit and enjoy. Join the um, the plant life there during the cold winter months, um, and the main grounds, the main front grounds of the of the, uh, of the manor house is there's gravel and there's a fountain, there's some uh, well landscaped gardens because also it boasts that there's a nearby golf course, um, and it's in an ex a more modern extension of the greenhouse, which is where there's the uh, more spa. Uh, part of it, where more than likely Jim is enjoying a um, some sort of hot stone 
kind of massage kind of thing going on. I don't know what he's what kind of thing he enjoys. He's mostly not going to be getting like caked in in uh, mineral muds or something like that. He needs something that's more restoring to his muscles and his frame of mind. Uh, yeah, I guess that's going on. Kicking back, relaxing. Does it, what's his What's his impression of the uh, of the town? Uh, and the festival. I mean, what kind of sights do you think he might have liked from the festival? I mean... Is he enjoying the cider? The cider must be good. Nah, he's going for uh, slightly harder stuff. But, I mean, overall, this place is a bit... Uh, it feels a little fancy to him. You know, he likes going down <laughs> to a couple of the pubs there nearby and hanging out with the guys, watching the football game. He's never really watched uh, soccer before, but uh, he's getting into it now. Um, I can imagine that there's local, um, typical English pub games that he may have taken some, taken his fancy. So, um, cribbage, uh, which is used as a board, um, with, uh, which he's matched it to go up and down. It's, it's a card game, so you get, like, kind of runs or something in it, and it basically is a way of point scoring. Uh, there's a, another game that uses, uh, um, these rubber rings, that you uh, throw to get over uh, metal poles, so it's called coits. It's yeah, another I weird. He, I think he'd be playing game. some darts, maybe. And some darts, yeah, there'll be darts that's, there. That's a bit more likely. Okay. Um, <laughs> obviously, some of the pubs are kind of different to other ones. There's one or two are uh, catered to a, a younger crowd, um, and you will have noticed that. First of all, the drinking age in the UK is, of course, 18. But you've noticed, you're sure there's mostly kids, even at the age of 16, getting into maybe one of the pubs which you thought was maybe not the place you want to go to, because it gets a bit too um, boisterous. Mm. And it's renowned with some of the locals as being a bit of a trouble uh, pub, but hey. Um, so yeah, you're, you're mostly enjoying whatever spa treatment right now. Um, yeah. Uh, and of course... Um, uh, you know, once that's all finished, you're kind of able to sit in the main foyer area and just kind of uh, you know do some light reading or, or just enjoy you know uh, if the coffee. You've mostly been told to have a certain herbal tea or something. I don't know. Um, and of course, at this point is when uh, Richard arrives in the foyer of the hotel. Um, and uh, you, uh, Richard, you've basically um, you've 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 gone to the other two, uh, the other few uh, B and Bs and hotels, asking for your uh, brother's name. And the last place that you have to try is Heron Hall. <laughs> I can't hear you, James. I can't hear you, James. How about this? Is that better? Yeah, yeah better. it's a lot better. Okay, cool. I, um, I somehow managed to mute myself. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, yeah, what's what's my brother's name? Um, you can pick one there. Oh, okay. I get to name my brother. This little. Um, so he can be uh, he can be Simon. Simon. Okay. So I've just realised I just need to get a pad of paper because I'll mostly need to make notes. 
Okay. So um, you're in the main floor of the hotel. You're at the the um, the desk, and uh, the um, receptionist there is yeah. uh, going through the uh, the bookings, the book of bookings, looking at the past weeks, and um, she just looks up. We don't have. Any, um, we don't have any sign that uh, it doesn't look that your brother stayed here on the nights that he, you're saying he should have been in town. Hmm. Um. I. I can't imagine he'd uh, he'd use a different name, but he he does look like this, and I I bring out a uh, a photo of him that's a bit worn and tattered around the edges because I've been lugging it around while I've uh, been searching for him. Um. You say this was what, maybe two, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. This should be. It's about that time. Um, I'm really sorry. His name isn't in here. I mean, you can look for yourself. Um, but there really doesn't seem to be any sign of his name. I'm really, really sorry. Uh, I mean, you're sure he was here? Was he driving his own car as well? Um, his car. Uh, he did. He did drive. He's going. He was. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a bit. Of, he was. He um, apparently uh, took a uh, taxi to the town. Okay, but I I've heard about his car at the petrol station nearby or something, didn't I? Yeah, because it basically yeah. broke down. Yeah. Um, he didn't drive into town, but I know his um his car was found nearby. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm really sorry. It just doesn't seem like this. Okay, uh, James. Yeah. How do you think Richard is feeling after all? You know, he's been. He's had the same deal at every everywhere else where he's asked questions, and you know, has had no answers. How would you think you feel with trying to search for your missing brother like this? Um. Hmm. I think probably a bit. Probably a bit tired with the with it that it doesn't seem there seems to be no sign of him. He's just uh, he's dropped off the radar again. But then, um, hang on a minute. Are we are we on fairly good terms? Is this the kind of thing I'd expect him to do? Drop off the radar like this? Or? Um, no. It's no. really unusual. He would have. Yeah, you know, he was meant to be traveling uh, to see a friend locally. Mm. And uh, yeah, it all just seems very strange. Then I'm I'm more worried about him than fed up with the fact that he's gone missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm more than uh, likely frustrated. Um, frustrated, but I think more. It's probably more the uh, the side of a kind of a little bit panicky that I've not had any contact with him for a week, and he's just he just seems to have gone. And this was this was really my best lead because it's a place to stay in the town. Um, she she looks over. Um, look, um, at which point uh, her manager mm-hmm. uh, walks out, and let me just find this. Uh, I've got so many notes here for this. Um, uh, his last name. Shoot. Uh, 
Um, his name is Harold Richmond, and he is uh, he looks in his uh, late forties. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, has a uh, a mustache. He's got blondish hair. Uh, his hair is short cropped, um, and he's obviously wearing a uh, a nice uh, navy suit with uh, uh, a tie on that has um, a, a tie pin which has mostly got the coat of arms of uh, the the uh, the high school or or some club or something. Um, yes, can I help you, sir? Um, you, uh, sorry. You seem You're to right. be um, you 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 seem to be uh, having some difficulty here. Uh, maybe I can help. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really, I'd be really, uh, I'd be really thankful if you could uh, help me out. I've, I've been looking for my brother. Um, I've got a photo of him here, and I get the photo out of my pocket again. Um, he, he was, his car was found near town a, a week or so ago. Um, and I was expecting, I was trying to find him, and I've lost, I've lost contact. I, I don't know what's happened. He usually doesn't. We usually keep in touch. Um, oh, well, that is a shame. I can, I, I can certainly understand. Family is extremely important, especially uh, to myself. I would be also worried. Um, he uh, he uh, asked for the uh, receptionist to uh, to go do something else. I'm sorry about her. She's um, she's maybe less familiar with the books. Um, yes, I mean it is possible. I it is possible. Oh yes, there we go. This booking here and this one here on that those nights, maybe the other nights as well. We had some no shows around that weekend, so it is possible that uh, if he was here, um, someone could have booked him in and would have let him take a room and failed to have uh, failed to have written it in the book. Um, it's a possibility. It could be possible with any of the other places. Of course, if you um, I can offer you uh, one of the. Uh, we have a room spare if you wish to. If you're having to spend some time in town, that that so, would be fantastic. I've been looking for somewhere to to stay. Um, yes. Well, what with the festival, it's going to be extremely difficult. But uh, again, we do have one room uh, spare. Um, if I can, yes. If I make some change arounds there. Yes, that will be fine. Okay, um, here's the key for your room. It's a single suite, uh, single bed uh, room. It's rather basic and solid. It won't be much larger, but it's uh, you know, it'll be a good price, I'm sure, while you're here. Um, the less you need to spend, obviously, trying to find family, the better, I'm sure. Um, if you would um, wait here, I have someone take your bags up to your room. Thank you very much. Um, Right. Okay. I'd... And he, he points you to um, the four. Uh, please, by, by all means, uh, take a seat, um, and uh, I can have someone bring you over a tea or coffee or, or something. Uh, thank you. Thank you. A, a, a coffee would be great. Excellent. And yeah, he, he uh, continues you know, sorting out your booking, and he leaves you to take a seat. Okay. Um... Is is it like a bank of sofas or couches? There's sofas and stuff, and there's a, there's a, 
some some people uh, sat down and uh, there's maybe about four or five people there, one of whom is Jim Johnson, um, oh. who, uh, you know, some people there having uh, a, a very late lunch um, and, uh, yes, um, one of the, uh, one of uh, uh, an old, um, older lady, old enough to be your, your mother, um, is there with her uh, daughter, um, they seem to be having tea and tea and uh, sandwiches that's nicely laid out for them. And she pipes up as she sees you walk over. Um, excuse me, may I have a look at that picture of your missing brother? You certainly can. Um, oh, I may have seen him. And you are aware there's circuses in town. Have you tried asking there? They are, um, I don't want to be rude, but, you know, you can't trust these travelling types now, can you? I don't want to suggest anything untowards, but, you know, they, they you know, it's hot. it may be a place to ask questions. Uh, obviously, he may have passed through there and they may have seen something. Thank thank you very much. I do, I do my best smile and nod face. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's a good place to start asking questions. I imagine with with lots of people going through the the fairgrounds, there's probably they might have a good idea about they they might have seen him pass through. Seems to yes. be a big event going on. Oh, and of course, you know, you could always try asking at uh, some of the pubs and inns. Obviously, he may have uh, wanted to sample some of the uh, the nightlife here. You know these children these days. Uh, anyway, um, I hope you find him. And she just smiles and you know taps you on your shoulder in a trying in a trying to be reassuring manner. Oh, thank thank you very much. Um, and then I go and look for a seat that's not particularly near her. Um, handily, there's probably one near Jim Johnson. Oh yes. I I sit down next to or. Oh, Close-ish to Jim, and I lean over and, uh, hi. Um. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, <clears throat> good choice with the coffee. Uh, the tea here is, bleh. I don't know how people can drink that. No, it, it uh, yours looks like a, yours looks like something funny. One of those fancy teas. You know, you want you want a proper builder's cup of tea if you're going with anything. Yeah, Milk, sugars, uh, it biscuit. sounds like that sounds like my kind of tea right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, uh, kind of overheard what was going on. My condolences, but uh, you know, stuff like this kind of happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I was actually uh, I was going to wonder if I, I was going to ask if you might have seen him. If if you just have a look at this this picture, I'm I'm kind of at a loose end. All right, let me take a look. Um, uh, Jim. Thinks he remembers someone looking like that. Yeah, I think I might have seen this guy. Uh, is he a is he a big football fan? You know, soccer. I call it soccer. Oh, ah, uh, um, so, uh, yeah, soccer. Um, he's yeah, he's he's he watches a a, a fair bit of football. Uh, soccer. All right, um, I might have seen him. Might have seen him around. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe I was playing darts against him. I don't know. 
A, um, another person uh, comes over and sits down uh, near you because um, if you're sat on the sofa, there's a, there's a the table before you is quite large. Um, it's a large coffee table, and uh, this uh, young uh, woman in a I would say you know just wearing a a uh, I'm sure I think it would be just kind of like. Pair, you know, just wearing some jeans and uh, and a, a simple kind of like jumper over a shirt, uh, her hair tied back, and um, she puts down a uh, folder. It seems to be a, a, a folder filled with various things and starts trying to organise some things. Um, and she looks over at your um, your photo. Um, oh yeah, I, I think I saw him in here as. Well, actually, what two weeks? Around about two weeks ago. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I've been here in town for a while. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a historian from uh, the university in um, in Warwick. Uh, um, I'm just uh, doing some research on the history of the town for a, for a a project. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um. I think he, you know, I'm sure he he came into town. Actually, um, did he arrive in a taxi? I don't know. I don't know if I was. I think he arrived in a taxi. Yes. That that sounds that sounds about right. His car <clears throat> his car uh, didn't make it in. Um, it broke down outside of town. Strange. Where'd you um, wait? 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 Where'd you see him? Were you just hanging around the uh, entrance to town, just looking around, or what? Um, oh no no no! He he came in in town. He um he was dropped off here at the hotel. Um, I think he was looking for somewhere to stay for the night. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. Uh, you can both make uh, perception rolls. Um. Oh man. Um, Excuse me. So, oh goodness, yeah. Uh, what, what am I rolling on perception? Sorry. Uh, uh, wits plus composure is still perception. Wits and composure. Fantastic. Sorry about that. Um, Don't worry. I, I have trouble trying to remember perception rolls for my kingdoms right now. It's it's too much Pathfinder at the moment. I said uh, I went for the wrong uh, wrong dice system. Hmm. I think I noticed something. Oh yeah. Uh, boop. There we go. So two successes and Mike has got I have two successes. Have you? You've got... Uh oh yeah, we're not doing ten. Do you want to just... say the tenders were two successes, I mean. No, 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 no. So James got one, you've got two, okay. Fine. Uh, you both noticed that um, the historian who uh, gives her name as Carol, uh, she has a uh, she has a, a one large piece of paper, uh, what looks like a family tree, and it shows uh, some main branches on it. Uh, one family name is the Snaiths, and the other one is the Richmonds. Uh, you can happily make the assumption that more than likely. Uh, Henry Richmond, uh, owner of the hotel, who you've just spoken to, is 
Um, did I say Henry or was it Harold? I think I said Harold, sorry. Harold Richman is um, you know, related to this family tree and is a descendant. Um, there's also, um, did I actually give you the name of the town? The name um, of the town is Kingswell. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there is a, uh, there's a few other things in her notes. Uh, there's something that, there's a, a very, there's a long piece of paper that she seems to have handwritten out, which it looks like a bit of poetry <laughs> about the, uh, called uh, the, the Sanguine Stones. And there's also something, um, uh, a newspaper cutting about an article about Roman excavations in town. Pardon me again. Um, yeah, uh, in the in the uh, in the newspaper clipping, um, the it's obviously it's a torn piece, so it's not the complete uh, newspaper part. But it talks about the Roman town, and there's a photo which shows the people in the excavation, and you think you can see uh, Harold Richmond in the background of the photo. Obviously, he was in some way maybe involved. Uh, in in the events, obviously he has maybe some standing in the town, um, but there's no date on it. Um, yeah, so you can ask whatever questions you would like. Um, uh, yeah, so um, you you say you thought you saw him a couple of weeks ago. Have you seen him since then? Um, no, I assumed he uh, left town um, to uh, do whatever he was doing. Um. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. The, but uh, so this um, wolf festival. How long uh, the the wolf? Yeah. The oh, wolf the, feast. The, the the wolf feast. Um, yeah, it's been going on for. Um, quite some time. Um, so if you aren't aware of it, uh, which you mentioned not, no. Um, the Wolf Feast is related to uh, the last wolf that was killed in uh, the area that, that dates back, well, I, I don't know, maybe sometime towards late Tudor period, late Elizabethan, maybe a bit later than that. I'm not too certain on that. I'm looking more into the into the Roman part and, and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, they it, it's become a thing where it's partly celebrated in conjunction with, uh, with um, the Harvest Festival, which I guess kind of makes sense. It's that sort of fighting the representative of like, of, of, uh, I guess uh, the church's um, control over nature, and you know, against the things, uh, against the on the uh, the approaching winter as well. Um, so you know, they have a big feast. They, um, I guess, it's they have a. Uh, in years past, they've had a bit of a bonfire, and on bonfire night as well in November, they they will also use the wolf uh, image again for uh, you know the guy to put on the bonfire. Um, this history, the town has uh, some interesting history, of course, you know, uh, dating back to Roman times. Um, it's uh, had a different name then. Um, its name, uh, let me just find this in the notes. Um, 
the name of the town back then was uh, Malum Petra. Hmm. Which, uh, which has a particular um, meaning. Um, it means, it's, weirdly, it means bad rock. Um, yeah. But I don't know in what way that means bad rock. I mean, there's no signs of them uh, doing any like sort of mining here in, in that sense. It would be very hard to tell that. But there was at one point a small fort town here, which kind of makes sense because it... Um, in medieval times, and this leads on to why we have uh, Heron Hall here, um, this lies along um, uh, Offa's Dyke, so the border between what would have been at the time uh, the English kingdoms and Offa's kingdom of Mercia with, uh, with, uh, with, the, with the Celts of Wales. Um, and of course, and of course, because King Offa was there, this became then known as King's Well. Um, and of course, they, you know, the fort well, didn't survive, but on its grounds, you know, they built the uh, the uh, castle. Uh, well, I say a castle, but, you know, the tower, which became the main feature of Heron Hall. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, what I'm looking at is really more 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 about the Tudor history, because you have this uh, Snaith family who took over the lands um, during the Tudor period, and... Uh, and then they lost them during the Civil English Civil War to the Richmonds. So, you know, there's, a little, there's quite a bit of history here. And, of course, the Wolf Feast, you know, I don't know whether it has ties to something earlier. That that would be quite an interesting find, but um, I've yet to find anything like that. Um, oh, there was, though, a, um, a Celtic village here. Hold on. She pulls out some stuff. Um, Keg, uh, my, I'm going to kill the pronunciation of this. Kegnum hen Karega basically means the mouth of old stone. So I don't know if this relates to this poem of the Sanguine Stones, because um, you can find that around these areas. There's other towns where, which have like standing stones and so forth. It's all very interesting. At this point, I don't know whether you guys have got kind of bored of her whittling, whittering on about this yes. stuff. <laughs> um, I just have. Yes, but in classic British uh, tradition, hey, I'm, hey, hey, I'm hey, looking hey, on okay, and going, hey. uh, <laughs> This is great. Hey, you two want to take this to the pub across the street? Uh, keep talking. Just need to uh, you know, get a couple of brewskis or something. Oh, yeah, we should really get... Um, the, there's, um, there's a one pub... Uh, have you been to the um, the Oxford Arms? A bit boisterous for my liking. I'm thinking we go to uh, the vaults. It's um, what used to be the old wine vaults here. So if wine's not your thing, I'm sure they have a decent stout or something. So yeah, yeah. You, she picks up a lot of stuff and you know, and you uh, head off to go down the pub once you're ready, dressed, and feel ready to go out because um, you can mostly get a pub dinner like I don't know <laughs> something very British there like bangers and mash or, or chip, fish and chips and, and other stuff or a pub or something like that or a, a good old hearty uh, steak and ale pie <laughs> um, and uh, yeah I mean um, you head over there uh, and uh, let me see 
So I'll continue the description. So obviously it's now going to early evening. Uh, the coming, the, the the sun is setting. Uh, there's a warm breeze blows through the town, and the townsfolk are walking home or to the pub after a long day out. Uh, walking through the town, there is a sense of some sort of calm, and from the hills, the sounds of the circus can be heard. There is laughter from the pubs, and there are some kids sitting around in small groups on benches outside the local convenience store. In the pub you go to, again, it's called the vault, so it retains kind of a, a, an archway kind of feel through all of it, so you get the idea it was an old wine vault. Um, it has various kind of like uh, pewter plates and tankards as decoration and uh, bronze kind of medallion things on, on the fireplace. Um, and, uh, you know, the wine vaults is generally when, where the more upper class residents of the town seem to go. Um, above it is an old Georgian townhouse, which obviously converts into flats. Um, and in there it's, you know, fairly, you know, it's, it's quiet enough so you can still talk. Um, you sit down, you obviously enjoy a pint or whatever your, your, uh, your interest lies in drinks and something to eat. And at least you can then talk over other things. Um, there's obviously over here some people going by, you may consider them a little bit bigoted. Generally, because of who you are, you mostly all consider it a bit bigger when you hear some people talking about those bloody gypsies and carnies up on the hill um, causing trouble again. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, okay. Richard, Richard, what, what do you mean I should try a shandy? I don't drink wine. <laughs> Jeez. I, give, me, give me that lager over there. Yeah, no um, yeah. A shandy is better than a power shandy, though. Is oh, Carol's response. A, a, a power shandy um, is this. Uh, think of a shandy, but they use um, they use an alcopop called uh, hooch, and they put it in there. So you basically get vodka in there as well. Not my kind of thing. Mm. Maybe when I was back at university, maybe, but not now. Right. Um, yeah. Um, like I say, this place is fairly nice. At least you could, the food's decent. Some of the other places is a bit too microwave heaven. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Jim, how are you um, finding the town? I mean, what are you 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 here on a holiday of some form? Are you here with family? Um, I'm just here by myself. You know, getting back to the old country, that kind of thing. Been been meaning to make this kind of trip for a while, but uh, you know, finally got the chance. Finally got the chance. Oh, do you do you have do you have um, I mean do you have uh, ancestors that come from England or this area? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Actually, uh, my family's from a couple towns over, but uh, I mean it's just farms and sheep, and I stayed there for <laughs> yeah. two days and knew I had to get out. And uh, yeah, this place seemed all right, and uh, they conveniently had one room over at the. Uh, Hearing Hall over there, so yeah, yeah, it's sad to stay. I mean, got a lot of people coming in, got some festivities. Haven't been to the carnival yet, but uh, yeah, I gotta check that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, it's quite straight. Yeah, carnivals. Yeah, they're not. I guess it's quite a different thing compared to what you get in the U.S. Uh, we've got less due to EU regulations. We've got less of the uh, exotic animals, but you know they still try and keep it as weird as possible. I'm sure. 
exotic um, animals. No, we got like tractor pulls and you know <laughs> bull yeah. fighting and all that kind of stuff. Um okay, as you're as you're enjoying the food you've enjoyed the food having drink. Um, you mostly have to get up uh, to use uh, the facilities, obviously, uh, uh, and to look around. Uh, you can make perception rolls. I'll make one for her as well, actually. Um, she has a good perception. Boom. Oh. I, I might see something. They've got a success each. Okay. Yeah. Um... Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay, James. Yes. You notice something as you're you basically coming back from the toilet. Um, you you're looking at some of the stuff on the wall. There's you know various old prints, photos from the Victorian period, uh, and uh, so forth. Um, uh, one thing you see is a photo. Uh, of mm. the church of St. Peter's Church. Uh, it's St. Peter's, wasn't that? St. Francis. St. Francis, sorry, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me just go back and just scroll through too much of my notes there. Um, and, uh, and it has a, a, a note under it which says, uh, you know, it talks about the restoration of the church and the thanks given to. Henry Richmond for helping fund the reconstruction of the, of the parish church. Mm. Um, and uh, it's a picture of um, Mr. Richmond. Yeah. Um, if you look closer at the church, uh, at the picture of the church, there's a few other photos of it. There's a photo of the main uh, of the main uh, front archway of it, and at the the Lower portions of the archway, you can make out what looks like in the stonework uh, carvings of of wolves, and at the base of each of these, what look like wolf mouths, looking upwards, um, and uh, it's for for carvings on the church. It's it's slightly strange. There's other things carvings on there like of uh, harvest of of um, Symbols of harvest, so like corn and various you know, harvest grains, apples. Uh, and then also you see uh, almost as if they're trying to steal it off people, carvings of, of demons trying to steal their harvest from them. It's all kind of a bit strange, but you, you just take it as like, you know, you, these kind of things do happen on churches with, you know, old, old ways old, you know, yeah. pagan symbols make it in, it just seems to be traditional. When it's, you consider the yeah. wolf feast uh, is such an old thing, maybe it's just a depiction of that, mm -hmm. and they're giving thanks to God, and also giving some sign to, to uh, that people should be more God-fearing. Yeah, it's it's a little village, it's a it's a weird village thing, you know, that makes sense. Um... Are you going to ask anyone else in the pub uh, as you're going by showing them pictures of your brother? Um, I'm going to go and talk to the barman. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, that's interesting. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Jim, you um, 
Are you going to ask anyone about his missing brother? Are you going to do that just out of, as you've been walking around? Are you going to say anything like that? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll challenge some guys to darts. Okay, cool. I was cool. talking like, hey, I'm with these, like, two, uh, see that, that dude over there? Yeah, it seems he's okay. He's okay. And that hot babe over there, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that dude, he's looking for his, his brother. And, man, I don't know. You, like, heard anything? Any, any guys rolling into town? Anything As you're, like, that? between, you know, throwing a hand of darts, taking a good good uh, swig of your, a good draft of your lager, um, and uh, one of the younger uh, uh, young ladies there who's actually pretty pretty damn good hand at darts um, is like, yeah, I did see him come in. Um, he stopped off. He he stopped off here first, uh, asking about it. Um, actually, it's kind of strange because um, my. Uh, my boyfriend said something about it. The uh, mentioned something the other day about this, because um, he actually he, he said like there was a, a new car in the junkyard, like it just being dropped off there because his dad owns the uh, scrap metal yard, and uh, the car seemed in pretty good nick and everything. And I was certain looking when I you know certain from the description that you know um, this guy's brother drove into town in it? I know, so, you know, it seemed a bit weird that he would leave his car behind like that. And, and then someone leans over and is just like, you know, again, makes some disparaging remark, mostly lost it in a, you know, to the gypsies in a, in a ill-gotten card game or something. Why you guys keep talking about gypsies? Like seriously. The uh, the um, the brutish kind of has a big kind of mustache and everything and, and whitish beard and he's enjoying some like uh, small tumbler of like uh, scotch. Just like you can't be trusting them. They come down here. They come here onto our hills. They bring their own ways. They they and they've been thieving things. You know, I've already ordered, or they're, they're scrumping for apples or something like that. You can't be trusting of any of them. You, you young man, you, you come from a different place and a different, with different ideas. Yeah, that's right. I come from America, all right? Yeah, we don't, well, we yeah, don't discriminate, you, all right? You don't discriminate. You turn up late for wars, old boy, don't you? Yeah, you know what I mean by that. We've been on time for every war we've ever fought. Don't you remember all those times we kicked your ass? Revolutionary War, 1812, French and Indian War, we kicked your ass. Whatever, young man. You you, you say things around that. They'll get you into trouble and fights, if you're asking me. You're asking for fights. And if you don't mind your words, I'll see you turfed out of here and thrown in your backside. Ah. If I'm, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you because I just hurt you. I just hurt you. All right. And you know what? I'm the I'm the tougher guy here. All right. Now I'm I'm going to let you go. All right. But you better watch it. The um barman, the bar owner, hmm. the owner of the pub, like steps in and is like, 
George, just calm down. We won't be having any of that in my old establishment here. You're just having a bit too much to drink. I know it's all the festivities. He's just a he's just an out of town. I get in touch with his roots, okay? Yeah, okay. Look, I'll be around tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll uh, be getting getting my order of uh, beef from you, okay? So just just or else I'll be going elsewhere. You know where elsewhere is, right? Good. No, we're understanding. Uh, what's your name, young lad? Let me get you a drink on the house. I've been talking to your friend here, uh, Richard, about his uh, missing brother. Maybe I can help. <laughs> on the house? Well, I do like you British types. All right. Yeah, you need something a bit more strong. This would be my own local brew of stout. Put hairs on your chest and hairs in other places, if you ask me. So, um, your brother, yeah, I think uh, I saw, may have, let me think. Yeah, maybe I'd seen his car. Yes. Ah, uh, this time of year is always a bit strange. It's, you know, you have, uh, the circus has been turning up here maybe more frequently in, in past years. You know, I always think it's just because of the time of year. Too much drinking, too much festivity, people get hurt. You know, some of the young ones have a car crash or, uh, you know, someone unfortunately passes away. It's just that thing. You know, time of the year. You must understand what I mean when there's like, what is it, uh, when uh, things get uh, a bit too boisterous at certain times of festivals in, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the States. Is that not the way it is, Jim? Like around, uh, maybe not Thanksgiving maybe, but some of the more, uh, more, uh, I would say drunk festivals. Oh, we we got one of those. Yeah. Devil's night. Uh, oh, down Detroit. Yeah. Jeez. That's why I'm here. They try and make that a bit of a thing down uh, down uh, down uh, down in Brum, down in uh, Burnham, as you know. Yeah, Devil's Night. It seems to be trying to make it popular over here with the young ones, but you know, it's just because it's their way of having a go at the government and all. Hmm. Um, Damn kids. So you are staying up at uh, Heron Hall then, both of you? That's right. Uh, stand uh, up. Heron Hall. Uh, yes. Old, uh, old, uh, uh, what's his name? Henry Richmond comes in here. Uh, not, uh, no, 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 no. Henry Richmond was the name of the elder, wasn't it? Uh, it's now, uh, Peter Richmond. Peter Richmond comes in here. Don't really like him. Son of uh, Harold Richmond, who owns old Heron Hall. Peter is a bit of a spoiled brat, if you ask me. But then I'm not much of a fan of his father either. Then he's not much a fan of myself. Uh, the uh, I keep a, if you're not aware, you, though I'm a bit, uh, bit uh, packed out here, I could have offered you cheaper rooms, you see. Oh. But I, they're all taken, you see, for the festival. The old wolf feast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get a lot of um, visitors from other other towns for the wolf feast? Oh, we get some from other towns. They come in for uh, the, the the partying during the day. You know, uh, we have our own uh, kind of a uh, uh, kind of a, a kind of a uh, I guess you would call it a kind of a, a Krampus. So uh, you get people dressing up at 
in the in the uh, late evenings as wolves and uh, there's a bit of the old uh, there's a dance called the wolf and sheep if you get my uh, drift mm. when uh, what no, uh, no. oh well you know it's when uh, it's when the old young boys and ladies are able to have a bit of a dance <laughs> oh okay i got you now you know to churn the old butter so to speak right you guys would be into that <laughs> Well, they're into it round there. I don't much partake of it, and I don't rather see myself getting too involved in those ways. You should go up to the surface, though. Maybe some people have seen there are more uh, forthgiving on, on, on if you've seen, uh, seen your brother. Though, of course, we've had some walkers go missing in years, you know. Treacherous time of... because it's uh, the time of the year uh, when it's good weather for walking, but you have to be careful you get uh, caught up on the hills late at night because trust me there's some treacherous falls but you know people go people go missing around these parts any time of year people get shot by some crazy old man like uh, old uh, George over there <sighs> no he hasn't shot anyone just kidding <laughs> right um, okay well thank, thank you very much for your help Oh, and uh, as I said, a drink for you on the house, a drink for you, and a drink for the lass over there. She's uh, having another red wine, I see. So uh, if you take that over for her. Thank you very much. Oh, and here's, here's um, something for you to buy yourself a drink. Oh, excellent. I'll, uh, I'll be definitely uh, definitely choosing a, a good uh, good port for the evening, I think. Sure. As... Uh... As Richard goes to pick up the red wine, I quickly grab it before he does and start walking over. <laughs> and I'm like, well, as we're walking over, of course, uh, Richard and I are, are heading back. And I'm like, hey, uh, Richard, uh, listen, I was talking to this uh, this gal over here, and she's saying that uh, your brother's car might be at the uh, scrapyard if we want to check that out. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to insinuate myself into your little adventure here, but well, it's this place is actually kind of boring. More exciting than the farm, but a little boring. A little boring. Thank you so much, so much for your help. You, you don't, you, you don't need to be helping me, but it's, it's amazing that you are. I, I really appreciate everything. Hey, you, you seem are. like a good kid. Oh, thank. When, when we have to buy our next round, I'll, I'll uh, get you a drink. All right, <laughs> all right, good. So the evening carries on. Um, uh. And um, obviously, you know, Carol's able to confirm uh, the clue, the, uh, the, um, the the carvings on the church, and it, she expresses an interest of going up to the church um, tomorrow to look into it, as as it has, you know, uh, records on the history of the town, um, and uh, yeah, you know, um, you know, the night goes on, and then it's time to head back to the pub. Um, and as you head up, um, head back up to up the hill, uh, a bit of the hill anyway, uh, to the uh, to the Heron Hall, uh, you go past one of the more lively pubs known as uh, Jack's Head, and uh, the clientele there are like mid twenties, early thirties, somewhere outside having a having a smoke. Uh, there's some modern pounding music coming from within because uh, it's the type of place where 
lo certain local young hip hip children think they're DJs there with their MacBook and torrented music, and you know they've got a they've got like a, a some sort of basic rather basic sound system and a microphone, and you know giving it giving it large for the uh, Kingswell uh, posse, um, but yeah, it's completely ridiculous. Um, as you're walking by, one of them's one of them like starts whistling in the direction of Carol and almost saying something quite derogatory. Nah, just keep walking. <laughs> yeah. that stuff is, jeez. Okay, so it's the evening, and uh, you you're back in Heron Hall, and um, you know you get given you've got your keys to your rooms, and uh, yeah, um, Carol bids you good night and heads up to her room, and I guess you will head to your bedrooms. All of the rooms in Heron Hall, even the smallest one, uh, Richard, is are opulent and have a, a damask wallpaper. Uh, they have ensuite uh, bathroom, um, shower rooms, and um, and uh, and um, they have a you know a basic small TV and kettle and you know tea and coffee in the room, so you can make something for yourself at night. Um, wondering whether, uh, sorry, my cat's going mental here. Um, let me just see. Um, whether we should, if anyone should have any form of a, a condition applied to them. Um, I don't think there's really a... Jim a, Johnson gets the condition hangover. <laughs> no, he's got a condition of yeah, intoxicated, which basically means he's mostly got like minus two on like uh, socialized roles. It's easy enough way to describe. Wait, wait, yeah, minuses. Yeah, yeah. You should get plus dice. Well, I guess it's it's contextual. Oh, okay. Because because in the wrong context, he would basically. Put his foot, you know, he's going to put his foot in his mouth with, with certain things. Another context, he, he might actually be even more suave than normal. Yeah, when you're fraternizing, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Talking so, casually, um, you get bonus dice, obviously. Obviously, he's going to have a minus to, to maybe noticing things uh, mm, uh, nice. if there's anything to notice. And obviously, it will be resolved by either uh, having drinking plenty of coffee or uh, having a good night's sleep or an Alka Seltzer or something like that. Um, mm. Yeah, so that gives you an idea of how the condition can be done in a very simple way, and you know, I think how conditions can be applied in a in a fast and loose kind of thing. Obviously, there's examples in here. Um, so um, let's see. Um, in Jim's case, his room is uh, you've got like a, a double bed because um, it was the one that was available. Um, so you were you were. Um, you were, uh, your room was uh, put up uh, and for no extra cost, and it's um, it's the red room. Uh, so it's it's got red damask wallpaper. You you, you mostly think to yourself, "Damn, I should have should have really hooked up with someone and brought brought them back." Maybe I don't know what type of a player he is. Oh, he 
he's he's like depressed or something, just slumps down the bed, turns on the TV. Yeah, on the TV is mostly some uh, late night. Uh, uh, it's mostly it's Autumn Watch on BBC Two, uh, which is a uh, basically a, a nature program about like uh, what things you know. They basically look at like different animals that you can you can look out for uh, as autumn sets on, and people can phone in and email in their pictures of of animals they've taken pictures of and so forth and uh, about it. Um, yeah, you're just like, what the hell? But it's very easy going on, on the brain. Yeah. And you're mostly, you're mostly like uh, fascinated because they've got a, uh, a secreted camera in some sort of uh, nest of a bird. So you're watching, you know, these birds are nesting for autumn and they're talking about, uh, about their nesting habits. So you're just like, whatever. So it's like a bit, na- you know, National Geographic, but like a bit more mm. homely. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but eventually you fall to sleep, and as does everyone. Um, Mike, you have a strange. Uh, Rich, uh, sorry, Jim has a strange dream. He's dreaming that he is in some sort of vast ocean, floating around, and it begins to feel almost a bit relaxing. Um, You're not too sure how you got there. As normal with any dream, you don't really remember how it began. And then you feel something tugging on your leg, pulling you downwards, and you struggle and strive against it. You feel the water, you know, enveloping you and filling your mouth as you try and splutter it out, engulfing your lungs. And there's this very real sensation almost of something gnawing at your legs and arms as you struggle to pull yourself back to swim upwards to the surface. Um, explain more how, 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 how he would struggle because obviously if he's in such a scenario and given his uh, recent uh, you know, Encounters and and, and uh, life-threatening events and that he's been through. How you know? How does this? How does he feel fighting for his life in this dream? Though he, it feels very real. Well, he's struggling. Uh, both of his legs are are grappled as well as his uh, his right arm. His left hand is free. He's just grasping at the the water above him, trying to reach the surface, and. As it as it goes on, you just get further and further away, being dragged down into the dark depths. Okay. Um, make a. I think the best thing is maybe to make a integrity roll, but okay. with a minus. But with a plus two, because you're kind of aware it's a dream. Hmm. Um, barely made it. 
Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think if you would, if you had failed, um, you would have obviously been, I think, I would say, either shaken to represent how you would have not really slept very well, and uh, uh, shaken the right thing, maybe or spooked. Yeah, one of those two. You wake up though in a cold sweat, um, and the the um, the duvet of, of the bed feels very heavy on your body and your limbs. Um, and when you awake, you feel you. It's almost more though like uh, a waking nightmare, uh, you know, a night terror kind of scenario because. You, you really you're fighting to lift your arms to move your legs, uh, and your eyes are just transfixed um, on the wall, and uh, you know, it takes you all your effort to to feel actually awake and able to move. Um, you get up, you. You um, walk over to open the door, turn the light on to go. Uh, you know, you walk over and just go straight into the. Uh, I guess into the bathroom. Is that right? Is that what your first action would be? You want to throw some cold water on? Which which is very ironic given the situation I was just in in my dream. But yeah, probably yeah, but the cold uh, yeah, on your face, yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you turn the light on? Because uh, obviously you wouldn't turn light yep. straight away because it'd be awful on your eyes. And uh, there on the mirror, written in what appears to be blood, is Kegnan Hen Karega Hungers in blood that's almost streaking down the mirror. Okay, so I really only recognize one. Oh my god, that's blood. Yeah. There's, there's almost you, you think you can smell it though. Okay. Um. Uh. I grab a towel and I start to kind of smudge it and like try to wipe it down before I really realize what I'm doing. And as you do so, you look at the towel and the mirror, and there is no blood. You can definitely count as having the condition of spooked. <laughs> mm. um, which essentially means your character's not going to sleep very well and will most probably react badly to anything else weird happening uh, for the rest of the evening. Great. Perfect. Um... James, can you make a perception roll? Perception. Yes, that's... Boom, 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 boom. There we go. Oh, wow, cool. Okay. Numbers. Uh, you are... You have a distinct feeling. You wake up in the middle of the night and you have a distinct feeling that... of being watched. Hmm... You think being watched, and uh, and then then you hear it that there's something scratching or, or or brushing or something moving in the wall. 
it, the wall is this is this the wall above my headboard or mm, this is the wall like behind your bed yeah okay um right well i get a... yeah that's that's creepy um i'm um gonna whack all with a pillow i mean it's an old it's an old house so it could be rats mhm mm so i'm gonna womp you um as you is as you get up you uh you hear a uh, there's a there's a knocking on your door Does it sound like someone just... They're rapping quite a lot. Um, uh, Richard, you there? It's Carol. Uh, I'm I'm here. Uh, um, um, can I talk? I'm a bit spooked out. Uh, yeah, let me throw on a... Um, uh, do they have dressing gowns? At this yeah, of course there's dressing gowns. I'm going to throw on a dressing gown and... Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I... She, you, you open the door. She's also uh, dressed in a dressing gown and you know, seems like she's also throwing off some trousers or something else. Um, um, I just really, did you, if you heard anything in the in the walls? Yes. Um, just now, in fact. Um. I thought it was. I thought it was just rats. me. Well, that's why I thought it's just, just really creeped me out because this place is pretty old. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to go get something, sit down in the foyer and just get something to drink there? I don't know if I'll open the bar because I feel like I mean something strong to drink. Yeah, that. Yeah, we can do that. What, what's the What's the time? Uh, you look at the time and it's like about four in the morning. Probably, probably. Too early to uh, rouse um, rouse Jim to go for a drink. Yeah, but um, okay, we'll do that. We'll just sit down. I mean, yeah. Um, I didn't want to disturb him because I know he's meant to be here on some like mm. relaxation thing. Um, and do, do we know which um, room his is? Yeah, you'll know which room he's in. Can I slip a note under his door? Yeah, you go do that. Yeah. Um, Jim okay. gets a note under his door. <laughs> says, down in the bar, having a drink. <laughs> hmm. um, oh, and with the time on it as well. So it's yeah. just like we've gone down to have a stiff drink for breakfast. This yeah. is a pre-breakfast drink, so it's fine. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it's going to take Jim a little while to notice it. He's uh, sitting uh, on his bed. Uh, he hasn't gone back to sleep. He's just watching that nature show some more. Um, lights him <laughs> off. He's just just looking at the leaves fall and the little chipmunks running around, scurrying about. So okay. he might he might enter the scene a little bit later once these two uh, talk Ooh. for a bit. Okay, so like a good hour or so goes by uh, downstairs or or so. I guess you're just talking over how weird it is and. Mm. Maybe and trying to reassure it's you know something to expected uh, to be expected of this place because um, of how old it is. 
Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything else that I can give us. Uh, uh, anything else interesting that she will? Um, yeah, she explains the um, possibly. She goes on to explain possibly uh, why the the hall has um, the name Heron. Because um, hmm. she she points out the uh, coat of arms, okay, which though has a heron on it, um, it is part of the Snaith family coat of arms. The people that used to obviously own the land around here, uh, and you know she's going up to the church because not only because of the records, but there's apparently a tomb of the Snaith family, um, and. Uh, but also the thing that's uh, interesting. In uh, what apparently turned up with the uh, Roman excavations is um, that she thinks that Heron might be actually an anglicisation uh, uh, of a different thing, which is the name of the Welsh god uh, that was associated with the tribe around this part um, at the time, which is called Aeron, A E R O N. Um, of course, any of these things I'm throwing out to you guys, you're, you're more than willing to Google because I will assume characters actually have smartphones. I I was going to wonder whether I was going to ask whether this was a smartphone-enabled adventure or yes. not. It's a smartphone. It's it's, it's <laughs> a story for the Google age. Nice, as opposed to my games where everyone has a flip phone and that's it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so. Um, which, you know, as you Google it, you're kind of like, what the hell's Aaron? And before you, know, you read is apparently the Welsh Celtic god of slaughter. Right, okay. And she kind of like, when you read that, she just kind of nods and like, you see why this whole wolf feast thing seems really pagan? Yeah, it seems... Yeah, so... Kind of unpleasant. You know, I think it's just one of these cases where something's being like, you know, somehow survived down the ages. But that's pretty typical. I mean, look at Halloween, look at look at any of those things. They'll survive some way. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of more Welsh Celtic kind of stuff, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. Um, I, I wonder how much would have the Romans. Uh, would have uh, accepted it, and uh, you know, I think the thing I want to try and, and learn to tie together is is, uh, is more to do with the Snaith family, though, and, and whether the heron is actually what they adopted, and whether it's a sign of how that family may have kept on these uh, ancient kind of, uh, you know. Rites and uh, traditions in in a very secretive manner in the artwork of the church, which is why I need to go up and look at it. Mm. Well, assume that uh, Jim makes it downstairs. You Brits, you get up so early. Jeez, always on time. Yeah, uh, just like the Germans. Early, <laughs> early if we don't hit early, early only when we hear rats in the walls. Yeah, yeah, it happens at these old places like that. Yeah, yeah. 
You look like crap. Me? No, I, I feel great. In fact, I mean, I was I was just up to... I was, I was going to go for a run, uh, but... Uh, you for a run? Yeah, but, uh, um, you know, I, I saw your notes. I figured I'd, you know, just check in with, with you guys, see what was up. Uh, well, feel free to pull up a pull up seat. It's, we, we both got kind of got creeped out at the same... Well, around the same time. I'm surprised you didn't hear anything. Nope, didn't uh, didn't didn't hear anything. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we were talking about the uh, the church. Um, and what's her name? The person Carol. with Carol. Um, Carol was saying that she uh wants to go up and have a look at some point. We might. Um. We might do that today. Uh, or yeah, later after maybe a bit more sleep and something to eat. Mm. Um, and also, I think cause it's like it's maybe one of the last nights of the uh, circus being here. It's maybe worth heading up there for yourself to ask about your your brother. Mm. That would be uh, that'd be great if they're. We've got to ask them before. Well, I I need to ask them before they go if they've mm-hmm. seen or heard anything of him. It may be worth going in the morning before there's more people about. I don't know. Well, um, oh, actually, it depends whether they like people in until later in the evening. Uh, what was the wolf feast actually being like? Um, I think tonight. Um, yeah, actually, it is the wolf feast is today. So um, this is the last night the circus is going to be here. I think. Um, yeah, we could head up there. I mean, the first thing we could do is always go up to the church, I guess, and. Uh, also have a look at that because um, to be honest I'd be happy to get something to eat and go f- for a walk elsewhere out of this hotel like the sooner the better uh, yeah I think that's a good idea yeah is there anything open I mean it's a walk up I mean, it's still it'll be, the church will be a walk up yeah we're going to have to wait a bit it'll be a walk up the up the hill but at least it'll be some fresh air um, yeah we can we're probably too early to get breakfast at this point, aren't we? Yeah. You basically are able to wait and then, you know, um, you're able to go get changed, have a fr- have a shower, whatever, have breakfast. And by that point, it's about about 8 o'clock in the morning, maybe 9 o'clock in the morning. It's mm. quite early. Uh, for, and uh, you, you, know, you get ready to go for a walk up to the church. Um, Jim noticeably has not showered. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the walk to the church takes you about half an hour or so um, up a steep enough road uh, past some older buildings which are on the hillside. Um, and the church itself is very simple. It has no uh, uh, ship. It has no wings to it, whatever they're called. Um, uh, but it has a, a spire and everything. Um, she explains that the history of the church is that you, it never used to have a spire because the church also acted as a bit of defence back in the time uh, against the Welsh. So it had an old, just a, a turret, essentially. Um, and its position meant it was also on the hill, made it very good as a defensive position. And you get to the church and you're, you're, um, you're let in and you know, she uh, explains to uh, the local vicar why they want to have a look round, and the vicar quite happily heads off uh, 
to do what else he needs to do on the day ready for the wolf feast. Um, you are able to see outside the church the, the, the stone artwork that depicts the walls and the uh, wolf uh, moors and the demons themselves. Um, Jim is, I guess, the the uh, the gnashing mouths and demons of hunger leaves you feeling a little cold and just you you don't feel happy looking at them. I guess mm. a bit weird. Mostly looking down at my feet. <laughs> um, about. I'm gonna look in here, in here and just look at the uh, the records and stuff. I mean, if you want to just walk around the church, I don't know how comfortable you are walking around here. Um, you're free to come in with me and look through stuff. Yeah, let's uh, let's all just stay together. Okay. Okay. Um, so you go in and you know, you, you you find um, the what is the uh, the vicar's office with all the records in. And another room that has even more records in boxes, and you start going through them. Um, you can all make uh, investigation rolls. Investigation would be so that's investigation plus intelligence, uh, or is it just investigation? Uh, I don't no, know. What would be good? Um, Well, let's go with intelligence. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. One for you, and James, you've got... None. None. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, James, um, uh, Richard basically uh, starts looking, but I guess in your frustration of looking, get bored of it and just head outside and start walking around the uh, the old graveyard looking at names of it, uh, contemplating possibly on on the very real potential that your brother is really missing, mm -hmm. or something even worse has happened to him if his car actually made it to the town. Yeah, if it's at a junkyard as well, blimey. Um, so, Jim, you come across, you're going through, uh, you get kind of more interested in like looking at these old photos and uh, larger pictures that are all stored, you know, stood up against the wall and you're literally kind of like flicking through these uh, pictures and you find one of the church again, a larger version of uh, what was in uh, the vaults. Hmm. Um, and you look at the picture, and obviously it has a thing all about how uh, Henry Richmond um, was thanked for funding the reconstruction. And this dates, this uh, picture dates to the 1800s. So yeah, you're thinking Henry Richmond, you know, great great grandfather or something like that of uh, of Harold. And you look at the picture because it's a lot bigger uh, of the photo, and you see that uh, Henry Richmond looks surprisingly similar to Harold Richmond. Hmm. They could be brothers. It's a bit hard to tell. You don't, you know, what with the age of the photo, but hmm. it's hmm. a it, you know family resemblance. Hey, hey, Carol, is there a lot of uh, 
and I don't mean to be offensive, is there a lot of inbreeding around here? <laughs> she burst out la laughter at that. A lot of inbreeding in the town. Um, well, I mean, look at this photo right here. I mean, like, Harold and Henry look pretty much exactly the same. I guess so. Um, I never really thought of that. Like, well, you know these types. Um, no, you mostly don't know these types. Um, I guess you call them rednecks. No offense. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I guess it happens. Uh, in a small town, not trusting of outsiders. Yeah, or certain families just kind of into marrying for long enough. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's one for the history books then. Um, okay. Um, you keep looking through some uh, other stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, the sanguine stones. Um, she's able to explain as she, as you uh, walk out to go find. Um, she finds what she wanted on like the family trees and find more complete and everything. Makes some notes and you go out to find uh, Richard. Um, so, yeah, the Sanguine Stones legend um, is a bit weird, and I, I, was, I think also dates back a lot further, is the Stunning Stones of the Hills near here. They're called Sanguine because of their ruddy colour, but apparently, apparently in medieval times there were witches and warlocks would be killed, uh, and the stones would have a thirst for blood, and if they weren't sated in this way, the stones would, you know, move and uh, kill some unsuspecting villager. Um, yeah. Um, and the other thing with the devil wolf um, is it could be related to a, uh, a lord who died during the English Civil War. Um, apparently haunts the town as a tongueless corpse. Uh, and his eyes had nails round through them, but he would also appear as this wolf who was hungry, massive, and with flaming coals for his eyes. Um, yeah. But you get this in any town. Like, there's one town near here that apparently you can find a screaming... has a... in some house had a screaming skull. If the skull was there, but if it was removed from the house, it would just continually scream. Um, yeah, Jim, basically, England uh, and the British Isles haunted as hell, apparently. <laughs> Don't go to York. There's loads of fun there. Um, but I'm sure, you know, what, you, New England's got its own kind of weirdness as well. Um, never, never but you get this in any old town. Um, Shorts of the time. And, um, yeah, I guess I guess now would be a good time possibly to get some lunch and then we could head up to uh, go to the circus or go by the junkyard. Hey, it's, it's all up to Richard. Um, have have the uh, have I met up with? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they were talking about as you uh, wait for them outside. Cool. Um, I guess it'd be it'd be a good idea to. I'd like to go see his car first. I think he might have some papers in there that tell me what he was doing. Um, you know, yeah. might, his phone. 
anything like that would be useful. I think, yeah, well, we can go there, we can head over there, like, straight away, uh, really. Um, yeah, we'll head over there and then we can get something to eat. Okay, um, you obviously take the long walk back into town. Uh, you uh, stop for something to eat at one of the pubs again, measure at the wine vaults, and then uh, you... Uh, I don't know, it's whether you want to ask any questions about the inbreeding <laughs> with the locals. Maybe not not a great subject to bring nah, up. Nah. <laughs> um, obviously, as you're going through town, you're seeing um, there's a small kind of like at midday, there's a small parade going through town, like a, a small carnival type thing with people uh, dressed in uh, traditional garb, kind of like, I guess, like uh, what is it? Not clog dancing. What the hell do you call them? Morris dancers. Morris dancers. But um, they've got uh one person leading the Morris dancers who has a uh what looks like a wolf's head on and a uh, uh a cloak made of uh, sheep skins. And as he's walking through, he's kind of growling at children who kind of laugh as he goes by. Um, and of course, the uh, Morris dancers are uh, clanking, clocking wood against each other as a way of like almost like they're trying to scare the wolf away and out of the town. Um, yeah, and there's also some people that are uh, riding horses in their 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 red livery as if they were off to go uh, fox hunting. Which, of course, is meant to be banned in England, but I guess these guys mostly didn't give a shit. Oh, dear me. Um. And, of course, you know, they go by, you, you witness all this. Uh, you see in amongst the Morris dancers uh, Harold uh, Richmond and his son Peter as the Morris dancers. Why are you guys so obsessed with wolves over here? Um, because we, I, I'm not sure about this, but like, well, we don't have wolves in this country anymore. But you know, they all got killed off. So what? I don't know. Kind of, How you kill all, got all the wolves? They all hunted down. Uh, you killed every single last one. Jesus. There's not even any left up in Scotland. I mean, Scotland has, like, a very dwindling uh, population of wildcats, even. Um, mm. They even get stud on badgers and, and foxes and stuff. You guys are... Well, whatever. Interesting. Oh, but we do have wild, we do have wild boar again, because they, um, they were being bred for, um, for their meat, and then I think uh, they escaped, so... Yeah, it's getting to the point where they're having to cull wild boar. Um, so they're basically having to hunt them with some high-powered rifles, if I think about that right. Yeah, you know, country bumpkins and everything, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, whatever, let's go grab lunch. You guys have any recommendations? Because yeah. I've been eating a lot of fish and chips. <laughs> um, uh, Richard, what do you think? I could go for hmm, I, I could go for a pub lunch maybe a, a, a 
steak, some kind of pie. I was going to say, would a ploughman's lunch, you know, cheese and bread and chutney, oh. would that be an experience for Jim here? I've had cheese and wine before, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> You enjoy a, a very um, uh, pungent aroma of a variety of, of cheeses. Chutney, which is basically um, uh, vinegared vegetables turned into a pickle of some form, essentially, um, and some various sourdough breads and whatnot. And uh, it's quite heavy going. Um, but, you know, it's not that bad. There's something that amounts to a salad on the side of it all as well and you, know, you get the idea that's what kind of pub lunch is in, in, the, in England uh, in places and after that you know once you're fed and, and you've had some drink you're able to carry on to uh, the, um, the junkyard, the scrapyard uh, which is towards the edge of town um, on its way to the circus actually um, uh, the judge, the guy, the uh, guy that owns the uh, the scrapyard. Obviously, there's a there's everything there. There's old washing machines, old fridges, everything you know to be broken down or sold on for parts and so forth. And he's uh, he's there wanting to crush. You know, he's basically uh, getting ready to crush a whole load of stuff um, when he sees you approach the uh, the front gate. Um, he comes away from Prussia, you know, he's dressed just in kind of like a, a typical kind of worn oil oil stained shirt and you know he's got some big uh vulcanized rubber gloves on. Um and uh he takes his gloves off and lights up a cigarette and uh he's like Yeah, can I uh can I help you? Hey, um, hey, how are ya? Hey, um Listen, uh, we're looking for this uh, this gentleman right here, Richard. Uh, we're looking for his brother's car. Heard it might have uh, been brought over here. Um, what's uh, what it look like? You know, get cars left here. Some of the kids around here drive like lunatics, and you know, they wrap they wrap like a Subaru around the uh, around the tree. I've had to scrap one of those in the last month. So uh, yeah, what's this car look like? Oh, it's uh, it's blue and it's shaped like this. You basically describe, you know, like a, a um, I'm just trying to think, kind of like a Toyota something, small European Toyota type car. Um, <sighs> nope, I've not seen one of those around here. Uh, are you sure? No, 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 I would have known. Because uh, word it, on the street is, it was here. Well, then someone's Yankee chain. No, I mean, uh, listen. I was talking to a very nice young lady in the uh, in the pub, and uh, she mentioned you were talking to a nice young lady in the pub, right? That says it all. Look, mate, car like that, I would have seen, and you know, if it'd been here, I would have more than likely broken it down for parts and scrapped the rest. Already? Whew, pretty quick. Well, um, you don't mind us uh, taking a look around, something like that. You can have a look around if you want, all you want. Telling you that, you're not going to find anything. That's fine. I mean, hey, maybe we'll find um, a nice washing machine we want or something, all right? So just give us a minute. We'll sure. poke around a little bit, all right? Okay. Did you want to roll to think he... Do you want to... Do you think he's lying? 
I'm I'm suspicious anyway. Yes. You're suspicious anyway, so that's an excuse to roll. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, what's going to be lying? It's going to be. Uh, I'm trying to think of the appropriate role for this with lying. If he's lying, it's going to be uh, subterfuge. I need my water dance because I'm in my lap right now. Um, hold on a minute. Oh, sorry, I just want to reference. It's been a while since we've run anything like this. James, you're rolling wits plus subterfuge. Yeah, let's do that. Boom, 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 boom. Rolled. What? Okay. Um, is Jim suspicious? Not really. Um. You can still roll because obviously, you know, in your line of work, you can, you, you know, certain tells uh, when people are like, maybe in the case of like arson or, or something like that. Okay. Because um, obviously, as part of your job, you mostly do some sort of investig investigation into, uh, into suspicious fires and so forth. Yeah. I don't have many dice, so let's just go for it. Yeah, okay. I think I might have seen something. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you don't trust him. There's just something fishy about it. Um, and yeah, you just you you're now more inclined to keep your eyes peeled for something around the junkyard. Mm. Um, and so you go for a walk around the junkyard. Um, yeah. So you can make uh, investigation rolls. So wits plus. Um, it's not really going to be wits plus investigation. I think it's going to be a uh, wits plus composure to spot stuff. Okay, okay. Come here. Boom. Those are numbers. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, as you're looking around the junkyard, um, you do find one thing. Uh, so it's, it's uh, seems to have been like near the near the, the main front gate and you could say like it's been pounded into the mud um, and upside down but even from back to front it kind of and, and a bit crumpled and bent uh, it's not the entirety of it but it's it looks like half it and it definitely looks like the uh, the license plate mm-hmm or at least part of the license plate. The thing that gives it away is because it has part of the name of the dealership that stole that license plate. Right. I I recognise that 
dealership. That's where we're, well, that's where he got his car from. You remember it was mostly for his like 18th birthday or something for that mm. car. Hmm. And he conveniently forgot. All right. That's so. It's it's stuck in the ground. You say. Yeah. So. It's been here. But it's been just it's been destroyed or hidden. Mm-hmm. Does it look like there's any way that you could actually put a car? Are there any enclosed areas? Like workshops uh, or... there's possibly uh there's possibly like uh some corrugated iron type, you know, corrugated steel uh um, shared warehouse. Any chance I can have a peek in there and see if it's if you want to sneak over. Why do we have to sneak? Let's just walk right over. Yeah. Okay, if you want to walk right over. <laughs> that that seems if you want to poke around. He did he did tell us to go to uh, make ourselves at home, so yep. Okay. You head over to uh the warehouse mm-hmm. and uh you try the door, uh it's locked. Um it's you know rusted metal and everything there though, uh, but there is a window with some cracked glass. It's a bit dirty and uh, dusty and everything, but you're able to peer in, and uh, you don't think there's a car in there. There just seems to be more machinery, possibly spare parts, uh, a workshop to repair things, and and uh, you seem to mostly make out like where uh, an acetylene torch is, ready for like cutting things apart. Hmm. Oh, something, something funny is going on. Yeah, hey, um, let's go grab that plate so we at least have some like evidence or something like that, and then, uh, well, let's just ask this guy some questions. Uh, we'll be friendly about it. We'll be friendly about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, you had over. You know, you, you've got the uh, license plate uh, remnant, and uh, you head over to talk to uh, the junkyard owner. He's uh, sat there um, drinking uh, a mug of tea and still, uh, you know, he's uh, smoking. Um, so uh, you find anything? Like I said, the car's not here. Yeah, actually, uh, we found the like plate. It. So, uh, yeah, you took it apart, sold it off, and uh, where did uh, where'd you find it? Uh, where did everything go? You found what? We found the license plate. Usually that's not separated from a car. I don't think anyone's going to be coming over to a scrapyard just dropping off a license plate. And you wouldn't, you know, give them any money for it either. So let's just be on the level okay. here, all right? If you're insinuating what I think you're insinuating... We're not insinuating anything. We're just, you know, showing you the plate and, you know, jogging Well, I haven't memory. seen it. So maybe someone just tried to get rid of that piece here. No, they wouldn't do that, all right? Let's... Listen. It's a junkyard. What I just said, I said, let's be on the level, all right? I'm not insinuating anything, just wondering where you found the car, where the (sighs) parts go. I've not seen any car. I don't know where the parts are. It's news to me. If you want to bring the police down here, you you can bring the local... There's guys up in the station. You can bring them down here, you know... They're gonna say the same thing. Like a car like that, I have to do. I have to do the paperwork for. 
to say that car like that's been through exactly so why didn't you do the paperwork then all right let's let's see the paperwork because it doesn't i can bring you the paperwork there and he goes into the office brings you out like a book which has like the 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 uh, information on the cars he's scrapped obviously so that things don't you don't get cut and shuts of cars where they welded together two pieces of crash cars and stuff like that and then you can see look where where's this car on here Exactly. Why didn't you fill out Nothing the paperwork? Fits. That's what I'm asking you. And I'm telling you, I haven't seen it. Clearly, Look. it was here. All right. How we, got, about... we got eyewitness. We got evidence. All right. Let's just you've be got, on the level, what? right? Some, we have to, got, you know, some, make this a little more some... tense for you. All right. Look, if you want to bring the police down, you can do it straight away. You can call them up now. Okay. Let's call them up. Yeah. You don't want to just be honest now on the level. Let's get him down here. Can we uh, the, just head inside um, and use your phone? Sure. Go on. I can, I'll even dial it for him. All right. You, um, you call through to the local uh, police station. Hello. Uh, obviously, you get the whole thing. This is uh, Sergeant... Uh, Sergeant... Uh, I think it's a good last name. Lawrence. Can I help? Yeah, hey, this is uh, Lieutenant Jim Johnson, uh, Detroit Fire Department. How's it going? Uh, hi. Uh, you're calling from somewhere very far away. I think we fall out of your uh, jurisdiction. <laughs> no, I just, uh, no, I just want to state my full name, that kind of thing. Hey, we, we just have a... Um, We've got a little bit of a misunderstanding down at the uh, scrapyard here in Kingswell. Uh, you know, the one off of uh, Route 2A. Yeah, and, um, yeah well, we're, um, we're just uh, we're looking we're around. Up the road. Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? We're only up the road. We've, the station is in town. Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, wondering if someone can stop by and help us kind of settle a little, uh, I guess, investigation that we're doing. Um, you know, s- gentleman uh richard here is his brother car was dropped off and uh at this junkyard and we we found the plate and everything but uh the the parts were sold off and uh no paperwork was filled out we can't really uh figure out what was going on no uh record of custody or anything like that okay i'll um i'll come down and uh personally have a look into this so you just stay there i'll be down in 10 20 minutes uh uh yeah Okay, just stay there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, all right, just talk so, to him. He said, say, stay here. He'll be here in like 20 minutes, so, uh, you know. Cool. So, yeah, some time passes, and the uh, uh, police car, Panka, um, are, you know, arrives outside, pops up, and the Sergeant Lawrence and another... Uh, Police officer, get out. Uh, they take the hats off and uh, approach. Um, Lo- uh, Sergeant Lawrence goes to uh, shake both your hands. Uh, uh, so, um, Jim Johnson. Oh yeah, it's me. It's me. Yeah, okay. you called. You uh, called earlier. Um, Sergeant Lawrence. Um, this is my uh, partner um, here. Um, so this car. Um, do you have a description for it? Yeah, it's uh, blue. Looks like this. He starts making down notes. 
Okay. Um, he looks in. Um, hmm. What would help is um, if it being brought down here. I can always uh, review some, see if I can get the uh, look at the CCTV at um, just one of the, uh, there's a, um, you see there's a, there's a uh, neighborhood watch camera near here, uh, just down the road. Um, I'll uh, go see what I can uh, get off that um, and I'll call you um, later to see if the car's being here, I I have to right now take um, take the owner of the yard's word for what it is. Um, we will talk to uh, to the young person. Do you have a name for them? Uh, it's actually uh, his son's uh, girlfriend. Actually, I don't know her name. Okay, well we'll talk to her. Thing. But you know, you know the um, names. We'll talk to her, and um, we'll uh, we'll get back to you if you give me a contact number. Um, I see you have the license plate there for the uh, for the vehicle. Yep, that's uh, that's this one. Can I? Uh, I'll have to take that as uh, evidence. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, yes, whoa, whoa, we'll have whoa. to do evidence. A, uh, evidence of what? There's well, there's no crime here. We just there's a misunderstanding. We'll hold on to the plate. Uh, just take down the number. Need, that we be need we okay. need to uh, have hold of the plate in case uh, there's a, a, a an explanation for why it's there. There may be. Um, there may be some trace of that maybe the car had been stolen and has been brought and uh, they tried to, uh, someone tried to get rid of the uh, license plate in the yard here, which is a good place to get rid of a license plate if you want to steal a car and then sell it on later. And of course what with uh, certain, uh, certain, uh, certain people in these parts right now, that's quite a potential. So I'll also be going up there and asking questions. But you're free to go up to uh, maybe ask around there. Maybe someone's seen the car. Sure thing, sure thing. Oh, so, maybe uh, taking out of town. Here, uh, just take down the plate number. Or we'll uh, we'll hold on to this until, of course, you start a uh, proper criminal investigation. Uh, you got his uh, contact number, and uh, everything should be good. Well, I'll uh, like I said, I'll uh, get back to you as soon as possible on this. All right, very good. Thank you. I did not want to give him that plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's our one piece of evidence. You're not getting it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what do you want to do now? Um. Right. Well, this this uh, we suddenly got. So there's there's something fishy going on. Um, but we've not so much got like a lead to follow up on that straight away. So I guess the f the fair is the next thing. Hmm. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, Jim, thank you. Thanks for handling that. Um, you, I appreciate someone who's got a, a mindset for that kind of thing. Hey, no problem. Yeah, you know, these cops. They really just want you to make their job easier, and uh, you know, telling them that it's not a criminal investigation—that just takes a load off their shoulders. Mm. Yeah, it seemed to seem to work pretty well, and it's—it'll it, be nice to have them uh, have them doing some work work to help me out, really. 
like if they can find any information about this his car then i might i don't know how cops work around here but in the u.s that guy ain't giving you anything all right but uh we'll see what happens we'll have to follow up cool okay okay um so you are head off and you head off up the road out of the town uh up to the uh the field where the circus has, you know, set up shop. Um, of course, it's um, getting late in the afternoon. The sun's beginning to set, and the circus is silhouetted against the uh, against the sun. Hmm. Um, From the road leading up yep. to the fields, where the fair is situated, one can hear the laughing. Uh, and cries of children enjoying the rides and sights. There's a, there is a wail of alarms, sirens, and ringing bells from whatever arcade machines and uh, G-force-inducing attractions because there are some rides there. And there's mostly something like uh, various carousels and uh, an egg in space, which is basically a glorified uh, Ferris wheel. Um, uh, as well as the tents for the um, whatever circus things there are. Multicolor lights are flashing against the dark shadows of the castle-like array of tents, sat next to the in, uh, industrial moving towers and uh, wheels. And there is a sign for the circus. This is the Redstone Circus of the Strange and Fantastical. Walking through the circus, there are all manners of sights and displays. There's a haunted house, waltzers, a ferris wheel as I said, and there are actually some exotic animals there. There is a, a cage that has a tiger in it. Um, there are what look like small uh, monkeys of some form. And walking around, there's obviously horses and you know, various other things. Uh, there are jugglers, walkers, and still uh, walkers and on stilts. And there is even a freak show and a palm reader. Hmm. It's quite, uh, and you know, there's obviously a, a, a little tent with arcade machines. You know, you can go play on like Streets of Rage or something. It sounds like quite a big, um, quite a big fair. Mm-hmm. An arcade? We don't even have these in the U.S. anymore. <laughs> so um... you basically go in. There's like, um, you know, there's obviously a. Um, that there'll Paul be machine. Yeah. Um, there's one of those uh, penny arcade, uh, penny falls where you can you know drop in your spare you know coppers and you know hopefully win more. Um, yeah, you know, all that kind of crap. Hey, hey Carol, 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 you want stuff to animal? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, if you what what you're gonna go on, you're gonna try and win it in one of the um, the uh, I'm I'm cool I'm the best. Gonna... I'm the best at these crane games. All right, we can do there this. There is there is an there is an air gun um range as well. Hold on a second. Let me check my stats. There's a shooting range. As I well. am much better at <laughs> at the crane game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So more than likely, you are able to win some sort of small. Um, 
Chinese knockoff of a Pokemon. Takes you about like half an hour or more though. <laughs> Can't I roll the dice to see if I can like do it right? Go on then. If you really want to roll the dice to okay. see if the character right. wins Let's a fluffy do, um, animal in an arcade machine. What's what's a good roll for this? Dex. I guess Dex. Plus, I'm terrible at Dex, but let's do it. Plus computer. Dex plus computer is the weirdest roll for this ever. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> it's... I don't have any <laughs> skill points in computer, I'm sure. Oh, oh my god. Um... Yeah. Um... I'll just roll two dice and see what happens. Oh! Got it! Got it! Here you go, this teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> wow, you're you're not kidding. You're you're really good at yeah, that. Yeah, it's really good. You've got shoddy. <laughs> you've got a shoddy-looking version of Pikachu. Okay. It's cool. Chicks dig that. Yeah, it's, it just looks a little bit wrong, and the stitching looks a bit weak. Um, yeah. Um, you know, the wailing of uh, rides going on, and um, is Richard showing the picture around to some of the young people there in the, at the fairground? Um, I'm actually interested to talk to some of the people who are running the stalls. Yeah. Oh, so okay. They'll see more of a throughput of people. Hey, Richard, Richard, maybe we should look for uh, like yeah. a manager, maybe like security or something. They'll probably have a good idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't know... Where you'd find a ma a manager for uh for a fair like for a fair like this? Um, no, just there's usually ask the there'll probably people, be a load like of said. just ask them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were able to go by um one of the larger rides um that's near the main tent, and uh, it's um as the ride stops, there's obviously the the booth. In the middle of the waltzers, where you can pay. Um, Mike, do you know what I mean when I say waltzers? Nope, no idea. No. Uh, James, how, do you know what I mean when I say waltzers? Yeah, it's a. Um, You've got seats. You've got seats. That's that's. Um, uh, it's kind of like a, a merry-go-round with. Um, you sit of, in it, and oh, it yeah, spins it as the whole <laughs> thing as so the the booth itself spins. Because obviously it's only got weight on one side, and as the whole ring of seats move round, they go up and down. Um, okay. Up and down uh, these ramps. Yeah, yeah. Which of yeah. course creates even more forces, so it all rotates and goes kind of crazy. Yeah, I've seen that before. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell you would call them. Mm. <laughs> anyway, a team um, ride gone uh, gone yeah, wrong. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a quicker explanation. <laughs> it's the teacups, but they've gone wrong. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so you so, the uh, owner, he's got a uh, he's got tattoos and uh, wearing a vest top and just jeans and uh, got a ring through the nose. It kind of looks like you know, not very local. Yeah, can I help you? You want to ride with you and your mate there and, a, and his uh, girlfriend or something? Um, I'm uh, I'm trying to find uh, I'm trying to find someone. He's he's my brother. He's um, 
he's been in the area recently, but I've lost contact with him. Have you possibly seen him, or could you show me someone who might have a better idea? Um, uh, you're better off asking. Um, you're better off asking. Uh, uh, you're better off asking the uh, old um, uh, Brian over there. Um, he mostly was um, what date? Yeah, you said that long ago. Yeah, he would have been. Um, he would have been uh, running. Uh, running this booth that night, so should ask him. Okay. Great. The uh, guy's just uh, the guy he's pointed to looks kind of similarly dressed. Um, a bit younger, actually has a full head of hair, uh, less uh, less wrinkly from age and everything, and uh, is. Uh, just sat, um, obviously taking a break from whatever stall. Uh, he's mostly watching over like um, uh, uh, one of the uh, duck fishing, you know, duck and hook yeah. stalls. Something that's a little bit less involved and less busy. And you walk over to him and you ask the same question. Um, I may have seen someone like that. Um, may have. Uh, for the right price, obviously. Hmm. All right. I go through and I get him out a um. I get my twenty pound note. Twenty pound note. Okay. Oh well, in that case, then yeah, I definitely seen him around here. Um. Why? What's it mean to you? He's your your brother. Yeah, he's my brother. I'm a. I'm just looking out for him. You know, families. Family's important, don't you agree? Oh yeah, family's well important. Yeah, yeah, especially in these days. Yeah, he was um he was over at the uh, beer tent, uh, asking around the other night. I was there having a break, um, and uh, yeah, he was um he was no offence, he was a bit weird. Uh, what what was uh what was he doing that was weird? Well, you know, he was, um, he, uh, he seemed really desperate, he, uh, he, uh, he needed, uh, needed to get a, uh, needed to get a, hitch a ride out of town. He kept mentioning something about the stones. That's what I overheard from him. You know, some local kids just laughed in his face. And then, uh, you know, he, um, he, uh, I think he uh, he then uh, he then uh, he may have he may have spoken to uh, Madame Zora, who's the old palm reader. You know, she may have uh, may have humoured him. Uh, yeah, that's about what I saw. You you said stones. Did he, what what stones were these? I don't know. Stones are stones, aren't they, mate? Yeah. Oh, rolling Stones. Oh. They have a cancer. Well, yeah, uh, it could be the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it could be Jason Rosas. I don't know. It could have been I. Yeah, he could have been. He could have gone around these parts. Yeah, around these parts, some of these towns. You can uh, go into the woods here, get some really good mushrooms. Um, you know what I mean about them? Uh, could have been smoking something like that. Could have been off his old rocket, your brother. Is he into that kind of thing? Because if he is, or if you're into it, I know a person. Um, that doesn't sound like him at all. But thanks, thanks for yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your help. All the same. Yeah, thanks for thanks. I hope you find him anyway. Uh, you, you don't want to have a go at the ducks if you uh, get one of the ducks on the hook. Uh, if you get one in the 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 really uh, little ducks there, you get another. You get one of these cuddly toys. Get one of the large ones. I'll give you. You get a goldfish in a bag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's 
Yeah. Yeah, so the proper goldfish. Go go on then. Let's uh let, let's have let's, let's go for it. Yeah. Dex and what? Dex and athletics to try and hook a it's, duck it, out of the water. It's, it's got to be Dex and fishing. Dex and fishing. <laughs> no, which, um, is, which is a specialisation of athletics, I believe. Okay. Cool. Um. So. Uh. Oh yeah. What am I doing? I'll go for these. Um. Boop 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 boop. Rolled. Nah. Oh, I'm rolling this. <laughs> I'm gonna be pretty good. What's wait? What's my athletics specialty? Lifting. Uh, I don't think that's applicable. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think well, I got it a, after a while. Yeah, duck, and you're given a small polythene bag filled with water, and in there is a goldfish. Hey, Carol, I, I got this for you. <laughs> just kind of looks at it and is like what the hell am I meant to do with that it'll die in like a week um, fine whatever <laughs> okay um, anything else you want to do while you're here or talk to um, well I'm probably going to want to go to uh, to talk to Madame Zora if that's, okay. if that's right with you guys yes this will, Carol just, just shakes her. This will be amusing then. What, Carol? You're into all you the, go, the ghouls and the goblins and oh, the pagan on. gods it's, and such. You're gonna love this. It's history. This is a oh fine. If you want to watch something that's sham, yeah, come on, whatever. it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna watch Madame Zora here. Uh, Make money out of uh, our richest plight and his missing brother. This should be wonderful to watch. Anyway, you head over to Madame Zora's little tent. Yeah. It's sat between the haunted house and the arcade. Outside, it says that you can read someone's fortune for one pound. She advertises a speciality and find out the name of your true love and how you can come into money or speak to a lost loved one. You go in, and Zora is in her 40s with long, dark hair and ringlets and grain in places. She looks, she basically is conforming to the typical gypsy reader. Mm. And uh, her tent is filled with all manner of random occult icons. There's obviously a little uh, plinth with a uh, crystal ball on there. And her art is practiced through tarot cards. Mm. Um, you sit down, and you obviously pay her. And... Zora accepts your payment. How may I help you then, young man? I, uh... I'm looking for my brother. Um, your brother? Mm. Yeah, we we lost contact. Um, he came the, the this way, did he? I, I let me wait. Wait, she, she just begins to draw some cards. Yes, he came this way. Recently, his 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 name is not clear to me, um, but yes, he is not with us anymore. What what do you mean? He's left the town. Yes, he is. He has left the town. And on elsewhere. 
He was a student, was he? Young, younger than yourself. He's, uh, he is my little brother. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he, I believe, he's gone on. He's now with friends. With friends, I. <laughs> Hmm. He was in trouble. What what kind of trouble? It's not clear what kind of trouble. Um, I go into my pocket and get out a tenner. Um, he was he was having difficulties. Uh, he was he um, it is unclear to me the spirits he uh, he owed something to someone i i had a i i'd heard something about stones oh S stones yes does that yes he he <laughs> Richard, Richard, didn't that guy say that your brother talked to her? Yeah. So why are we doing yeah. this whole card bullshit thing? Why don't we just straight up ask her? Hey, lady, did you see your brother? Or his brother, sorry. Did you see his brother? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. She just kind of like stops and is like, oh, um, um, Yes, uh, he came here. Um, he was. Uh, he left. Um, I haven't seen him since. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's r that's about as vague as your card reading right there. Okay, so what did you talk about? He was. He, he wanted. He wanted to know about stones and why. Why they wanted him. Why the stones wanted him, mm. and I, I have no idea what that even means. Yeah. Okay. Um. Interesting. Um. I guess he would come to the the card reader to talk about magic stuff or whatever. Um. I say that sarcastically. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Um, anything else you noticed about him? Was uh, was he looking healthy? Was he looking drugged? Was he scared? Um, not that I'm aware of. No. You you said he. No, um... no. He he seemed he seemed no. He did seem rather scared about something. Okay. Can you elaborate? I know your type. He just kept He just kept gibbering on about the stones. Trust me, that's all he said to me. He said nothing more. Okay. He just said something about the stones and that they wanted him, and he seemed, he seemed to be looking around everywhere. He seemed paranoid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I assumed he he was high on something. Right. So that's your types are usually pretty good at reading body language and that sort of thing, and that's all you noticed? He was paranoid, looking around a lot? You gotta give us something more. He just passed you a tenor. Let's be, let's, let's get our money's worth here, alright, lady? 
he seemed desperate to get out of the town mm. quickly. How how hard should it be to get out of town? Well, I imagine he was able. Well, he could walk on foot, obviously, but it's a uh, it's a good few miles before you get to the next town. That's a lot of dark roads along the way. So, if someone was someone was after him, then uh, I have no idea. Not the safest thing to do, is it? No, I'm just wondering why he didn't hop a bus or something. Well, buses don't run that late at night. Hmm. Do you do you remember him leaving with anyone? No. I'm. This is all I know. He just. He seemed very fearful of something. Okay. Right. Well, if you think of anything else, why don't you give us a call over at the uh, hotel here, hand her my number, and um, Richard, why don't we uh, why don't we check out these stones, see if maybe there was something up there. That that seems like a good idea. If they creeped him out so much, there's maybe that's uh, that'll help us out. You leave the tent, and as you leave the tent, um, a a uh, another woman um, who is dressing more kind of like you. What the hell just happened there? Uh, dressed in kind of um, uh, just kind of like jeans and t-shirt, and uh, has uh, you know similarly like kind of like long uh, black hair. Um, just kind of stops you. Um, I heard what you were saying. Like, I couldn't help but over here. Um, I might be able to help you. You've you've seen my brother. Um, maybe. Well, he, he looks at this. I go for my photo again. And... Um, you have to give me a, uh, a moment. Um, once Zora leaves, we'll, um, I can talk. We can talk in there. Oh, yeah. So obviously you wait a few moments and Zora leaves, playing, you know, suggesting that the, uh, her uh, tent is shut. You to uh, she starts shuffling the tarot cards. I'm going to need you to um, cut the deck for me. Uh, hey, you're not going right, to stream this kid along again, are you? Jeez. Just cut the deck. I cut the deck. Okay, she then starts performing a Celtic cross uh, drawing uh, of cards. So, I'll just put that in the link there so you can know what order that the cards are drawn. Oh. And how it looks. So, obviously, the, um, the first card that she draws is, uh, is the High Priestess. 
which represents what is occurring in the present. Uh, the next card okay. is the immediate future, and this she draws is the devil. She just frowns. Something really bad is coming or going on. The next card represents the distant past and is the moon. The moon. Her eyes go wide with this. Um, do you want me to continue this reading? Why would you stop? What's what's wrong with this card? I I don't know whether you want to know what it will lead to. I I don't know what it's what it means so far. Please tell me. Um, it suggests that something very old is here and wants nothing but death of your brother, I believe. As she says that, she reveals the next card, which is death itself. Like I, I, I don't know what you're trying to trying to pull. Like if he does he does he owe you some money? Are you threatening him? I'm not threatening anything. This is I don't know who this, who your brother is or who's this is talking about. She then draws another three cards. The next one is the King of Cups, followed by the King of Wands, and then. Uh, the next card is the Page of Swords Inverted. Three more cards are drawn. The Queen of Pentacles Inverted. The Eight of Swords. And then finally, the last card that she puts right at the centre, the Hanged Man. Whatever you're going to have to face, you're going to have to make a choice. Um, you're going to face something, or you're going to have to sacrifice something close to you. But I can't, I can't tell you any more. And I, 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 no. Well, I, I think you should go now. I've, I've, I've said enough, and I don't want to get involved in this, or, or, or my family who work here in this. Yeah, well, uh, we'll we'll be off. I mean, this this is this is just spooky spooky voodoo and hoodoo. I thanks thanks for trying, but okay, we've, we've you can a... everyone can make a uh, intelligence plus uh, academics, I guess, <laughs> or a cult actually is better. Um, okay. Um... Oh, and if it's Unskilled, I get minus three. To I'm going to make yeah. a uh, make a chance roll. Yeah, I'm no, making I'm... a chance roll as well. Boom. Well, I didn't. I didn't pass it. Okay. Um, Carol kind of looks at the cards and just is like, "This is all really weird." Um. Yeah, I don't know much about this stuff myself, but 
isn't isn't the king of cups meant to represent man of power not to be not to be trusted? Hmm. Anyway, this could all just be bullshit. Anyway, I think we should go. Yeah, I think we've spent enough money on stuffed toys and charlatans. Yeah, I I just want to get back to find my brother. I'm, I think. Where do you want to go now? Do we head back to the hotel? Maybe we should well, check it's, out it's these stones. Well, it's quite late. That's going to take a hell of a walk. Oh, is it? I don't. I don't know where they are. So. <clears throat> uh, you're looking at least further up the hill, onto um, you know beyond the church and on on a bit more. It's going to take at least a good hour's walk from here. We we can go if you want. Well, I mean, maybe it's going to take us. Yeah. You don't have to come along if you want to just head back to the hotel and uh, get some sleep or something. Yeah, sure. Well, I think we should do that. Um, no, I'm saying you it's can gonna get back, kind of, but yeah, Richard. Well, yeah, okay. It's going to get okay. you know it's going to get kind of rowdy in, in town as well because it's the support wall feast. They're going to have the dance and and everything in the main town hall. Um, yeah, okay. So you leave the circus and uh, you head back down towards the town. And back towards Heron Hall and on towards you, with the aims going on towards the church and everything. Uh, make perception rolls. Um, Wits plus composure. Bam, 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 bam. Roll. No. One success. One success. Okay. <clears throat> As you head down uh, the winding. Road, you, you uh, figure it'd be quicker to take a shortcut through the fields um, uh, and along one of the footpaths just to get to the uh, to the um, to the hotel, just because it's quicker than going up and down hills as well, just kind of loop around. As you do so, you pass on the fields and you hear something that sounds. Like rather wet sounding, something like animals eating nearby. Mm. That's weird. L let's keep going. Yeah, this sounds. This is kind of creepy. Yeah, because it has got a lot darker as well. As you uh, as you keep walking, you look over. Over the uh, over the you know past the hedge into a nearby field, and what you can see just in the gloom is uh, maybe what you think looks like three or four people on all fours, uh, apparently looking at each other and at something on the ground. What? Kids are doing something weird. Uh, you can hear what sounds like lips smacking as they're maybe drinking uh, or eating. Maybe we should just turn around, go, go back to town. Yeah, I'm. I'm not 
keen on this shortcut anymore. Um, As you turn around, you, uh, you, let me think, uh, you're going to try and be quiet so you can make stealth rolls. Sure. Stealth I rolls. We're not, yeah. We're trying to not be loud, so. Yeah. Let's, let's do a solid uh, unskilled stealth roll. Okay. Oh yeah. So that's like Dex plus nope. Stealth for me. Oh. oh shit. Um. So I got I got seven. Okay. Um. How many successes did you get, James? Seven. That's well, not seven, seven successes. Sorry, I got a seven. You got, you got a seven. A yeah. seven. Okay. Um. As you start walking, I mostly think, uh, Jim, you kind of either crack a twig or you kick something loose, like a stone or something, and it rattles on the path. And the figures in the in the in the field look in your direction, and though you're sure they're human eyes looking at you, they they reflect what little light there is in a very in a manner that's almost only similar to that which you'd expect from say cats or foxes or dogs at night. Dead sprint out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Dead sprint. Okay, um I guess everyone now counts as having the spooked condition. <laughs> you basically hear as they look up in your direction, you do hear this and almost kind of a a grunt snarl of something. Well, if you you watch you watch Jim then run. I uh, like it. Um, Carol kind of like follows. I I think it's time to get my fleet of foot on. You have well, fleet of foot, don't you? I've got fleet of foot three dots. Okay. Nice. Um, I need to open up another document because I can't remember what stats I gave for Cal because she is actually was going to be a was another actual player character. Uh, historian. Where's the historian? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep up with the slowest person. So I I imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, Carol's, Carol's currently got like a Pokemon and a goldfish, so I think she might. Yeah, she's, she's dropped the goldfish. <laughs> oh no, Fuck Goldie! Fucked the goldfish. Um, it was going to be key. Yeah, she's got. she's got. Actually, I forgot. She's got a merit, which, if she'd been the player she's got an eye for the strange. So she's, she's completely like, this is not good, and just likes it. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, do I have her stat line somewhere as a PDF in charge of that? Yeah, one comment I just want to make, because we're in like the slate pause right here, is that I love the merits in God Machine Chronicles compared to the old World of Darkness. Oh Chronicles. yeah, that's so much so easier. Much better. I, area of expertise. There's so much because obviously they've brought in all the things from like Hunter with careers. Mm, yep. 
which I think was the best thing ever. Because um, it means for like a, a, even a single merit dot, you get a whole shitload of like skills or more merits or something, um, which really makes for a more rounded character. Okay, so yeah, you you are sprinting down this dark, uh, you know, overgrown uh, pathway, past you know, away from the fields, back to the main road. Um, as you get to the end of the uh, pathway. Um, Stood there's a, at the end of the pathway as you get to the road that you can see on the road there is a, a police car and with the lights uh, the headlights are on but not the siren lights and uh, the uh, sergeant and his fellow officer um, you can make perception rolls again uh, sure as you're running Sure. Perception. Does my uh does my um danger oh. sense come into play here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. That's the one problem with this merit is I have to ask you, is my danger sense in play? And then you kind of tell me if there's roll. actually an issue. Uh no successes, however, so <laughs> I just keep running. Yeah. Um you're running towards them, so you don't think they're a danger. Okay, that's right. So I run yeah. up to the car, like, you gotta help us, you gotta help us. Yeah. They're, they're um, there's like, yeah. there's something out here, like bobcats How or something. How do you do, James? You've got a success? Um, I got three ones and a success. Okay. Well, there's no botching, so... Yeah. You're good. Yeah, you have to choose if you want to botch. Uh, okay. Um, as you run up to them, and uh, I guess... Um, Richard, you, you sprinted ahead because, you know, you've got three foot, you just, like, legged it past everyone. Yeah. Uh, and before you even let Jim get any closer, you just put your arm out as you realize the same unsettling reflective eyes in the, uh, of, with, with the police officers as well. Oh, whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa. Um, some, that's something's, something's wrong here. What the, is something's uh, wrong? Sergeant... cops right there. Look Look at their eyes, man. Oh, no. The sergeant's like... Oh, no. Oh, no. I think you've taken... I believe you've taken a, a walk down the wrong path. I think you're going to have to come with us. Now. And he just grins a really wide smile. And you realize that he has in his hand what looks like some form of... Uh, the way you describe it is actually like a kitchen knife. I'm going to resolve my spooked condition now by running again <laughs> back in the other direction towards those other things because I'm not really thinking. I'm just freaked out. So I'm going to head okay. back the other direction up the road. Yeah. Uh, Carol's like, just like, kind uh, of just like legged it as well. Um, yeah. Um, Richard's also running. I'm going to speedy Gonzale and just be gone. Okay. Yep. Um, I think in your quick witness, you can find a, a route over a, a hedge or, or a, a half-collapsed wall, so you don't have to go all the way back down that path past those villages in the field. And you can basically uh, work your way down into the uh, into uh, the back into the back streets if you want to head towards the town. Do you want to head towards the hotel? Is that where you're going? Where do you want to go? I'm just running, um, so I mean, unless unless Richard directs me somewhere, I'm just going. I, 
yeah, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get out in front, and I'll try and lead us back towards the center of, or towards the hotel. Like that's you want to head towards the hotel. Okay, that's where we've cool. got all our stuff. Um, you can we can now try. This will be interesting. Let's do some extended running actions because oh. you're gonna be chased, obviously. <laughs> so um, let me see how extended actions work. Anyway, um, let me. See. Uh, will Will you have had to have done a breaking point with anything you've witnessed? Um, we'll roll that once you actually get to the um, hotel. As that. So determine dice pole. Okay, so everyone's rolling their what? Athletics plus. Stamina for running. Oh. Okay. Okay. Plus whatever modifier merit gives. Um. Oh gosh, my merit. What does fleet of foot give me? Um. Doesn't that just you, make me fast? Isn't that, isn't that on? Did I not put the extra? Oh, thing hang on a minute. Fleet of foot. Um. On your additional sheet of the. No. Okay. Uh, it's a not fighting merit. Uh, it's a physical one. Uh, yep, um, I got it right here. You wish it. Uh, flute foot. Okay. Yeah, you gain plus one to your speed. So the thing that then okay. has to be cared is their speed. What's um your speed? My speed is eleven. Okay. Um, uh, and I need to do some rolls as well, don't I? Yeah, Mike, what's yours? Uh, let me check. Um, Hold on, James, before you roll. Speed is 10, okay. And we're doing a chase. So I wonder how they've changed a chase with the uh, extended actions. Um, is there even a suggestion here of how to do it? Not really. Um, I'm just wondering what the best way to do it. I know there's chase rules, but I guess it's the, the, the difference is just the way they've changed how an extended action works, isn't it? Uh, range, combat, 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 combat. Not doing combat. It's not happening. Yeah. Oh, there's... Ah, there's a lot of stuff in here, but the question is whether it's all relevant. Okay, so uh, that's all that stuff. Okay, so I want to get that extended options. Um, and uh, Find it in here. Um, so it's all to do with the difference in speed, isn't it? For chases. Um, merits, equipment, dramatic systems, dice models. Okay. So um, you've got, if you've got higher speed, you've got plus. Um, what is it? Is it plus one to the dice pool? You you start off with a plus one 
to your result, um, to your total. Uh, because you basically have to get more successes in total over a certain number of roles. Um, what they say with extended actions is you can also count as getting plus one because you've got a head start. Um, as with any action, determine the dice pool first. Situational modifiers apply. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the player may roll the number of dice in the dice pool up to the number of dice rolls allowed. So, um, the number of dice rolls, each roll is extended action. Um, as first, mod, the unmodified attribute plus skill plus speciality, if any, determines the maximum number of dice rolls allowed. So, James, yes. what is your stamina plus? Uh, sorry, stamina plus athletics. That is five. Five. So you're allowed to have five rolls in total for this chase. We just do that because it's simple. Okay. Um, and Mike, you've got how many rolls you're allowed to make? Stamina plus athletics? Yeah, I've got, a, got six dice for that. And I get nine again. So yes. Athletics. Yeah. Rolls. Okay, so you've got, you can have a maximum of six dice rolls in this. So you all get... Uh, you've all got a total of one to start with. James, you've got a total of plus two difference because of the you actually know because you're not fat, you're not you've got to be more than like three difference I think for speed on a, on chases. I can't quite remember that, but I think that'll do for now. I think it's a difference of for every three higher you get you get plus one to your total straight away because you know that represents a success. Um, and you just roll. So, um, and you need to get like, uh, I would say a total of like, once you get at least uh, a difference of five, um, you know, you've, you've outmatched them and they're running. Right. And you said okay. it's um, uh, stamina plus athletics. Yeah, that's right. So the first roll for them is, okay, so they've got, so they've got one success so far. Okay, uh, I got two. You've got two, okay. And I've James, got you've got three. Three, three. So that puts your total up to, you're, on, you're basically on a total of uh, four. They've got one success. So, you're on, so James, you're three ahead. Mike, you're two ahead. Mm. And our historian, because she might trip and fall, um, uh, she's got a stamina of two. Oh. And an athletics of one. Oh. So if someone wants to roll for her, three dice. Alright, I got this. Nope. Not very good. No. Okay, so they they're they're catching up with her. Um as she falls behind. Um so I think it'll be fair that on her next roll she will spend one of her uh Four willpower points to get some extra dice on that. Mm. Uh, she looks over her shoulder, shoulder, and she's like, you know, pretty much screams as she starts running. And we roll again. Nice. Let's roll. Extra two. So I got three successes. Three successes because we're looking for eight some more. James, you've got two successes as well. Yeah. Oh no, you got one success. Sorry. 
So yeah, yeah, you've got one success. So you're still on a total of three ahead. Uh, Mike, you're you're like well ahead. You you basically you you've out sprinted them. You're like liking it really fast. Uh, do you want to roll for her? Roll. It's all roll. Um, how many does I say? Uh, stamina plus athletics is three. Someone rolled six yep. dice for her. As she rolls a will, uh, use her willpower. She got a success. Oh no, she got a success. So she's still outpacing them. Um, so it's James and her left. So do you think she's going to spend another willpower? Um, is she's going to. Is she going to be on a condition now? I wonder. Um, not yet, I doubt. Let me see. Uh, James, what you get? Yep, so... Oh, that one. One. Uh, they've got two, so you've only got a head start for two on them. And she's got... Should I be rolling extra dice at this point? What for? For my head start. No, that's what you, your your differences okay. represents how far cool. ahead you are. Um, uh, she's mostly uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out a condition for her. Maybe maybe there's a condition for this. Maybe there isn't. Um, Mike, if you want to roll for her, she's got. She's going to spend that other willpower. Um, six dice again. Two successes. Oh wow, it's okay, so she's just about out keeping ahead of them. Um, and do another roll. Uh, you basically imagine you're sprinting down from the field, uh, from the field. You're going now through through uh, through the narrow alleyways uh, before you get to the main streets. And uh, as you're heading towards the hotel. And you even now have, uh, for Jim, he, he thinks there's people up ahead that he can trust, but as he nears them, he sees the same reflective eyes and just turns for a different direction, thinking that the main street is not the safest place to be. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, the same for you um, with uh, Richard. He's noticing these weird eyes. As he's running, and you know, you you're trying to keep pace with uh, where Jim's gone, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's difficult. So how did she do? The um, haven't she got? Yeah, so okay, we'll do another dice roll then for um, for them, and uh, I, Carol I kind of, I kind of want to spend some willpower because I yeah, don't sure, feel like I'm getting getting ahead of them. Um, yeah. Sure. So that's three Carol's dice today. Mostly, only, she spends another willpower. She's only have one left. <laughs> yeah, is Carol going to spend willpower, or is she feeling a bit more comfortable? Yeah. Her virtue is patience. Her voice is deceitful. So there's not much that's going to help her. Um. Bam. Bam. Oh wow. Yeah, that puts you totally out of their reach now. Um, you leg it and you hear Carol in the background, you know, screaming uh, for you to uh, to wait for her to help her. Um, um, Mike, can you roll for her? Uh, I can. 
does my character hear her screaming? She gets a success anyway. Uh, maybe not, and that is not enough for her. You hear her scream, and then it stops. Oh. Suddenly. Oh. Um, oh. oh. We are the worst people. And you know, I think it's fair, as you both outpace them, you, you, you feel like you're getting close to the hotel, and you have time to breathe, and, you know, to take your time. Uh, to hide and, and to you know, carefully make your route back there. Uh, you can now both make integrity rolls. Uh, you get plus one modifier because you're protecting yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get plus one modifier because your integrity is between seven and six, isn't it? What is your integrity, guys? Um, mine is yeah. seven. Yeah, and uh, you can... But yeah, minus one because I think that you have witnessed something strange and let someone uh, get hurt. So you saw a plus one on your integrity rolls, which is a resolve plus composure roll. Uh, do you have any virtual vice that may hinder you in any of this? Um, I'm ambitious and I'm arrogant. I'm, I'm so courageous. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike, you get a minus one on that for your courage. Due to courage, minus one. Okay. Yeah, because you could have run back and helped her. Well, see, that's the thing. Did I hear her screaming? Because I probably would have. You probably wouldn't. So, so yeah. maybe it hits you when you only realise that you see Richard. Yeah, we're going to be role playing that in a second. But yeah, I'll take the minus one. Okay, so yeah. roll for it now. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. You just need to get a. I got one success. Oh, um, I've I've rolled uh, two eights, a four, and a six. So okay, so you, you somehow reason to yourselves that you know, you possibly did the right thing in the face of what you witnessed. You're there, somewhere in the back streets near the hotel. You can hear what sounds like some sort of celebration in the in the streets. Uh, people making howling sounds, and then as you look up into the night sky you realize that there is a, a moon in the sky as well. Um, what do you say to yourself, each other? What were you thinking in the, uh, the, uh, the gloom as you hide? Mostly behind like a wheelie bin Richard, or something. Richard, where's Carol? Yeah. She, was, she was right behind me. I, 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 was, I was running. I, I couldn't... I, she must have dropped behind. I couldn't keep up with it. At the moment that she got out, I thought she was keeping up, and then she she just... God damn it, no way. We can't leave her out there. I've already lost one. I, I, I can't do this, man. We have to go back for her. We have to do this. I... I mean, th- th- those things are... Th- whatever's out there, it's, they're monsters, but... We yeah we can't we can't leave her behind. All right, okay. Um, is there anything around us like a a board with a nail in it or you know? Like a <laughs> stick? Um, you can you can mostly find um. Uh, I think in the wheelie bin. Mhm. There might be. Come on, axe. Come on, axe. <laughs> Come on, axe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think you can find 
maybe a piece of um, old metal uh, drain pipe nearby on one of the buildings you can wrench off and you can use that then as a rudimentary club okay. um, and there's like a, an old there's a like because you were behind say one of when one of one of the shops you're you find there's a, 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 a pallet that you're able to break off a board and you've got like a rudimentary two by four yay okay <laughs> you have some basic clubs yeah. Right. This is why playing World of Dance games set in the UK rocks because you ain't got no guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it ups the fear level so much more. Okay, so what are you gonna do? You're there brandishing a metal pipe and a piece of wood which still has a nail in it and Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um I guess Alright, we gotta be careful. Let's let's we... circle back a different route. We gotta move fast though, we gotta run. Who knows what's happening? Okay, you're gonna be making stealth rolls. I don't think I don't, are we making stealth rolls? I think we're just running. I think my guy's <laughs> just running. You're running back there. You're running yeah. you're running back there. But a circuitous route. A little bit, so we, we don't go straight back okay. down the street, we ran up. Yep. You head back to where you think you last saw Carol over the back of your shoulder, especially for you, Richard, where you were last certainly you thought you could hear her and see her. And there isn't much sign of anyone there. You're just behind some of the uh, buildings. All the lights are off. Uh, you're in the main town. Uh, it's a bit of a winding alleyway. There's just the babbling of, of a brook nearby, one of the streams that goes by. Um, and uh, you, you, the only thing you can imagine is that most of the people that would be in the houses nearby are mostly down at the feast and at the party. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can make an investigation roll in that area. Now, if I if I want to do something specifically investigation-wise, do I, if I tell you that, do I get a bonus on my roll? No. No. no okay, cool. That's all right. Um, investigation. <laughs> Investigation's wits and, is it wits or intelligence? I can make intelligence plus investigation. Yeah. Um, oh, bugger. I mean, pardon me. Um, so I got an eight, a nine, and a nine. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Richard, you, you're, you're looking around uh, the uh, path, this uh, alleyway, and um, you're looking around, and in the sheen from the moonlight, you can. You, you certainly can see a bit of a, a wet sheen on the floor. You get down, you put your fingers on it, and it's sticky. The warmth has already gone from it. You bring it to your nose, and it's the smell of fresh blood. What would you find down there? Um, it's, it's, whatever it is, it, it's not good. It's, um, it's blood. I think. What? It, no, is, is it Carol's? Um, I, 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 I don't have a lab here, but I, I probably assume yes. Oh, no, no, no. Um. No, god damn it. No. Oh. It's not, con it's obviously, it's, it's not congealed or anything. It's really fresh. Second person I lost. Um. I can't. No. Oh. Come, come, like, calm down, man. I can't. I, I, 
I'm gonna grab him, grab Jim. I'm just. <laughs> You're gonna slap him. I'm not gonna slap him. <laughs> I'm just gonna grab him by the shoulders. I just kind of root him a little bit. Like, cal calm down, man. Calm down. You can like, yeah. we can handle this. We can deal with this. We just we need to get somewhere safe. I think this is an integrity roll for me. <laughs> yes. Um, your basic integrity roll. So just make a resolve plus composure. Okay. Okay, I'm good. Good. Yeah, okay. I don't really like her that much, actually. You, She's kind of the bitch at the end. Like, she threw away you, your goldfish. Are you gonna? Do you have? Um, do you have? I, I guess for Jim, there is maybe a, a, the hope that you know now he's got himself to compose. You know, though there's blood, she may be hurt, but she she might still be alive somewhere. She might still be out there. If she's not, they're gonna goddamn pay. <laughs> right. Um. Do I find okay. any axes around here? <laughs> no. I am wondering whether um, there are appropriate um, appropriate uh, conditions to put on you. Yeah, we need a uh, um, God Machine Chronicles screen which has the conditions on it. I think that would be Oh, hang on a minute. I I've... could totally... I've got the rules update um, PDF here. So I could yeah. share that through Google Thingamajiggy. Okay. Um, Mike, Jim is now. I think. I think that we can use the steadfast condition to represent vengeful. Hmm. Okay. Which basically means your character is confident and resolved. So in this case, it's more like bloody-minded and will not fucking give up. And. It means when you fail a roll, you may choose to resolve this condition and instead treat your action that you rolled as a single success. So it basically means you can auto-success something that messes up. Yeah, that's right. Um, I couldn't stop that fire in Detroit. But I can yeah. stop these assholes. <laughs> yes. If the roll is a chance die, you may choose to resolve this condition and roll a single regular die instead. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, I think that works out well as a kind of a vengeful kind of uh, one. Um, the the other one you could possibly use though if you want is obsession. Something in characters and no, obsession is maybe maybe more like research like in a kind of Lovecraftian kind of can't put something down as a researching mad weirdness. Hmm. Um, is there a condition I'm gonna give give uh, I'm gonna give James's uh, Richard mm -hmm. You're gonna be your condition is gonna be guilty. Your characters experience deep-seated feelings of guilt and remorse. So this is how your kind of thing is resolving. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Got love share screen. Uh, this condition is commonly applied after a successful breaking point roll, which you've done, Harold. Yeah. While the character is under the effects of this condition, he receives a minus two to any resolve or composure rolls to defend against subterfuge, empathy, or intimidation rolls, because you basically just don't have your mind with it. Um, the resolution is if the character confesses his crime or makes a restitution of whatever he did. So this is basically, you know, you feel it, this is your way of feeling that you need to go help get Carol back. And it's also more compounded by the fact that you want, you've also got to rescue your brother wherever he is. Yeah. Or find out what happened to him. So this, you know, your guilt has been compounded in a, in a very different way. 
Cool. So, let us continue. What do you want to do? You're in this alleyway. You've got wet blood on your hands now, Richard. Um, you know, Jim is like there hefting this pipe, ready to bludgeon some person's skull in. Um, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Um, <clears throat> I want to see if this blood is leading anywhere. Oh, yes, that's good. Um, if there's a trail. Is, there, there, there are, there is, um, it is dripping away. Uh, there's a bit of a smear to it, and then it looks like the person, whoever's been, whoever's blood it is, was potentially possibly picked up, and you can see it, a few blood splatters in the uh, moonlight. You may follow this. Jim, it looks like there's a, uh, a trail we can we can follow. Good. We cool, right? Keep your keep your eyes open. You follow the trail, and every so often you have to duck behind something because you, I guess you're not very trusting of the townsfolk anymore. Is that right? I think that's quite yeah. right. <laughs> and uh, yes, you see, you're able to see uh, illuminated as they carry torches, people uh, gallivanting around. They they're dressed up in strange. In, uh, in in ways in garish manners and a parting, there are people kissing each other or 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 uh, you know, passing around something that they're they're eating and uh, uh, you know there's just like a mob of people in the, in the main street. But you move away from that and you head back towards the hotel. And as you head that way, the town gets a bit quieter uh, as everyone is in down at the main hall. The hotel itself, as you get there you notice is eerily quiet. There are no lights on. And uh, apparently nothing there. No one's there. Do you want to go... You're, you're, you basically... Uh, you've gone past the main front gate of the uh, estate to the uh, hotel and you're creeping past the, uh, the well-groomed hedgerows and, uh, and, and through the garden up to the, uh, up to the hotel. Hey, um... Richard, bef before we go in here, yeah, something happened to me last night, and uh, <laughs> saw some blood. Well, it wasn't really blood. It just—I don't think it was blood. It looked like blood, though. It was on the uh, right. It was on the the bathroom mirror, and it said, "Cagna Lagan hungers." Maybe we should just like Google search that before we go in. Did I give you what that Celtic stuff meant? Nope. Because that's the um, that's the the thirsty stones. Um. Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Oh. The the blood the um the sanguine stones, which are the the bloody stones. They're, I I guess they're they're hungry for blood. Okay. Um. No, the 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 keg, uh, kegan, uh, kegan, uh, kegan, uh, maybe it's right. Got a mouthful of biscuit. Um, a kegan hen, uh, um, carega, or yeah. the mouth of old stone is what you find oh, out. That's the one. Sorry, I, Whereas, I, my notes, I've got it where I've linked it all together. The, the Roman one is the, the Roman name for the town was Bad Rock. 
Mm. All right, good. Just making sure it's not something to do with the uh, hotel itself. All right, let's go check this out. Yeah. You head towards the hotel. Um, let me get my notes of that. And, you know, it, it looks like the hotel is shut, uh, you can see. But it depends how you want to go in. How do you want to get into the hotel? Do you use the front door? I mean, we'll check a side door first. Maybe there's a little yeah, hatch okay. in the basement. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. You check the side door. Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, before we do that, is there like a shed? Like a garden <laughs> shed? A tool shed. Um, I think in the, for the gardens there is a tool okay. shed. Yeah. Okay, is there a padlock on it? Um, I would guess there's a padlock on there. Okay, yeah. I'm going to try to I'm break off that you're going to use that... You, with my pipe? I, I don't think you need to roll this. I think you can. I think you're pretty good. If you didn't, if you didn't get through that, you'll just kick it in. But basically, yeah, you just smash the lock off. Okay. Slam open the door, and well, not slam open the door. You don't want to piss anyone off. Um, but anyway, you you try and make as little sound as possible so you break open the lock and um, pry it off. And within is gardening tools of all manner. Is there is there a rusty axe? Um, I would imagine the most probably is an axe used every so often to help uh, cut up like either wood for the fire in the main hall for winter, and and yeah, there is there is a there is an axe there. I pick up the axe. Do I sense some kind of general feeling of contentment and satisfaction finally? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All I imagine is kind of that bit where, um, in Shaun of the Dead, where he picks up the cricket bat and kind of flicks it around. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's actually more of a purposeful killing weapon. Um, yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, right. Uh, does Richard, want to try and find something that's a better weapon than a two by four? Um. Richard's Richard's not really like particularly fighty in general, <laughs> so he's probably going to look for anything that looks like a a long stick that you can keep someone at the other end of it. There's um, mostly you could mostly find something like a. I can probably a, pick up a hoe. A garden hoe. Yeah. <laughs> a garden hoe. Fuck's sake. Um, I'm going to roll a die, and I'm going to I'm going to see if I roll, and Sam will bear witness to this. If I roll an eight or more on this, there will be a chainsaw in there as well. <laughs> because I don't know whether they keep a chainsaw there or keep it somewhere safer than that. No, I don't. There's no chainsaw there. There's like a hedge trimmer, which <laughs> really isn't isn't a weapon of choice for. There's a fly mow as well, but you know, yeah. uh, uh, that's not going to really help you. There's also a sit-on mower in in there as well. Uh, well. We can we can make our getaway in that later. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, you, yeah. you 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 tool up with better better things. Um, let's uh, let's have a look at what uh, the axe gives um, to uh, to Mike. Hmm. Uh, because obviously combat's a bit different um, now because uh, you get. Your defense rating works against uh, dice we roll for combat, but the 
So once you hit, you get automatic successes with the actual weapon's uh, damage profile. So um, yeah, it's works. And also, there's initiative modifiers due to the weapon. So if we look at fire axe, is it going to be a fire axe or is it going to be as does it count as a fire axe or is it a hatchet? No, it's a fire axe. It has to be balanced to do stuff. It has a damage rating of three, an initiative modifier of minus four. A strength, uh, you need a basic strength of three, which of course our firefighter has. It has a size of three, which basically means you can't really fight it. And it get, gives him a nine again for damage. Is that a nine again for damage? Or Minus four chill? initiative. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, but, but nine again for... I guess nine again is actually to hit, isn't it? Because you get that. If you hit, you get the damage on top. So if you make... So the nine again is to hit. So if you hit, you're going to deal a ton of lethal damage. Um, yeah, shame you didn't get the chainsaw, but that's an initiative modifier of minus six. <laughs> um, James, your um, garden hoe. Yes. What the fuck are we going to count a garden hoe as? Um, it's a spear. It's oh, kind of a. It's an yeah. It's an improvised. I mean, spear. It's an improvised weapon. Two-handed. Um, it's an improvised weapon, so it will count as. Uh, uh, okay, we're going to say it counts mm -hmm. as a. Uh, I think that works. We count it as a tire iron because obviously you're going to hit some <laughs> of the metal part of it. Yeah, and of course it's it's got a, bl a bladed edge to it. Um, so it does damage one. It's lethal. Gives you initiative modifier of minus three. You need a strength of two to wield it. It's a size of two, so you ain't gonna hide it. It gives you plus one defense because you can fend people off with it. Sweet. Um, but the downside is you get minus one die when using it because it's not designed. It's not weight. You know, the balance of it is not there. And if you successfully hit. It deals damage. It does. It it takes the same amount of damage as it inflicts. So the durability on this uh, does it even have a durability? Um, yeah. Mostly, I'm just gonna be using it to try and keep people back. I think. Um, um uh, tyrant similar weapon to a metal tongue. Improvised weapons. Otherwise, does durability minus one damage. Uh, a weapon does the same amount of damage as it inflicts. So durability reduces the damage as normal. Once the weapon's structure is reduced, so it has a durability based on the fact it's wooden. Okay. So it should be fairly ill. I think if you get like if you roll really high on your successful like damage, we're going to have to assume that it breaks because obviously the um, the haft of the hoe can't yeah. take the impact. That's fair. You then have a short stick that's stabby and will give someone a splinter. Yeah. So. Right. We carry on. Um, so you're going to go, you, you leave the, uh, the shed and you head uh, to the manor house. Mm-hmm. That's where the blood trail led us. So let's go yeah. check it out. How are you going to get in? You... You have you go through one of the side doors, or you can smash away in through the greenhouse. Um, hmm. 
That is a good question. I think there is the greenhouse there. There's side doors, not the front door. That's obviously a bad idea. Yeah. Um. I think try try the side door because breaking into the um the greenhouse is going to make a hell of a racket. Yeah, we'll see if we can just break off the lock or something on the uh, side door. Okay. Uh, you go up to the side door and you know, you try and kick it in a bit. It doesn't budge. Um, but I think Jim's got enough heft that if you rolled a good strength athletics roll, you you mostly skilled enough at like kicking the door at the right point and it'll come off the yeah, lock. Yeah, I think I know how to do that. So I think he, I think he knows how to do that. Uh, yeah, that's it. And then it's nine again, so I get to roll another die. At least I got one success, but okay, yeah. I think it's fair to say you you're skilled enough that you could kick it at the right point, and yeah, the door smashes open, and you're going through the side door, which leads to um, I would say sort of like the. Uh, Laundry room, um, and it's very dark in there. And you head in. Uh, the laundry room leads to uh, obviously the uh, a series of rooms which are obviously all to do with with uh, maintenance and of the hotel. So obviously it leads to the the corridor leads to like the uh, the uh, kitchens and leads to uh, the office and other places. But the, the hotel seems dark and silent. Which is a bit weird at this time of night, because it's not actually that late at night. Hmm. Hmm. Um, do we see any more blood, we... perchance? Um, I guess they probably didn't come as to the you... door. Yeah. You don't yet, no. I I guess we kind of want to work our way round to at least be able to look at the front room. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Right, let's just move it. Yeah. You creep your way. Yeah. You you head basically into uh, along. You you basically come to the point where you're behind the front desk. Mm -hmm. You still don't see any blood stains yet. Uh, you can make a. Wits plus composure rolls. Oh. Wits comp. Um, Two successes. I'm. Hang on. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I was just worried my condition was going to do it. Uh, wow, two successes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, Jim, you look, as you're looking around, um, you peer in the in the darkness at the um, at the guest book, and you look over and you realise that everyone in the hotel is marked having checked out earlier in the day while you've been out and about, including us. Yes. Hmm. That's peculiar. Oh, let's keep going. Um, Richard, you find uh, as you go out into the main foyer, mm -hmm. you do discover there are some drops of blood. Oh, they—they they look like they're leading anywhere, or 
<clears throat> but you're not too certain yet. You'll have to have a look around. Well, then I'm going to have a look around. Hey, yeah. hey, Jim, I think there's some blood here. All right, where's it going? Um, it's going over there. Let's have a look. Um, I got one success, so... Okay. Uh, let's see here. Wait. Um, you you walking around, and of course you you're um you're in the what counts as the hotel library area, <clears throat> and uh, in the library. Um, uh, will you notice? If you as you were you're looking about you realize in the library um, let me see just know if there's anything interesting ah it's in the dark and the gloom um you see a um there's a there's a few like display boxes of things from the Roman dig mm. and obviously there's various curios that were picked up um who got two successes anyone um what on the looking around for blood roll or? Yeah, just looking around in general. Oh, I got um, I got a six, two tens, and a one. So. I oh no, you ten. could have made another roll because Mike made another roll. So make another one. Oh, you sorry. Discovered the blood. Now you're looking for more. Which one? Sorry, am I rolling now? Wits plus um, composure. Wits composure again. Okay. Or you can roll your intelligence plus investigation because you know what you're looking for. Yes, please. Go on then. Rolling. Numbers. You just got three. Wow. Okay. You're looking around and you spy in one of the cabinets. I mean, you know, uh, various things from the Roman dig. Uh, again, this the bad stone and uh, about uh, Celt there's a, a thing about um, uh, a Celtic uh, sword. Uh, which has, uh, or a hilt of a sword, which has something about Aaron, the uh, god of slaughter. And there's a coin. There's an obol named as Charon's obol, or Chiron's obol. Uh, and, off and of course, it reads as Chiron's obol, an offering placed in the mouth of the dead. It's made of silver and has the head of a Medusa upon it. Hmm. Another weirdness as well. I just thought that was kind of a fun one. Sil silver, eh? Hmm. Um. Right. And you also find more blood stains, leading to uh, behind, uh, leading uh, from the near the library to um, a doorway, which as you open up, you see that it has. Steps leading downwards. Oh. And As you open that door, you hear a rattling at the front of the hotel. 
and you see silhouetted against its windows many people. They seem to be bearing torches. Well, shit. Um, we better get out of here. What? No. I'm going down there. Uh, 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 um, that really is—is is that the safest idea? Or? My character's already walking down at this point. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm you just gonna... watch him descend the uh, dark steps into the basement. So, I think your character has to I... ask himself: Does he want to lose another yeah. friend? Hell no. Because you're pretty guilty your already. Fault. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I start down the stairs and I close the door after us to at least cover our, uh, our descent. Okay. The staircase uh, leads downwards and uh, is uh, you know typical kind of concrete kind of steps. And it leads into the basement. The basement is has uh, wooden tables that have like where they seem to store like paint, hardware tools, uh, and you see towards the back is what looks like some sort of like you know storage for wine. You look back in the dark, well, what you can in the dark, and you you find a torch, which you well, yeah. So when I said the people outside had torches, they had flaming. Yeah, that's torches. what I assumed, but I should have asked because you've got you've been able to find a flashlight. Yes. Yeah. And you turn it on, and there you see more of the blood drips, the blood stains, a lot of blood. which have, rather than being drips, then stop, and you see a bit more of a pool of it, and then it smears off. Oh, smears, smears are never good. Um, all right, I'm, I'm rushing in. Okay, you're following it. Following and, it. Wait, I'm just you know, running at this point. Who's holding? The, who, I'm imagining that. That Richard is holding the flashlight because Jim's got the axe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you know your this uh, you could your vicious kind of shadow of you holding this axe is cast across the uh, concrete floor, and as it you you follow it until you get to um, uh, what looks like a, a number of um, a number of. Uh, Standing uh, refrigerators, and the bloodstain stops at the refrigerator. Yet there's quite clearly a little bit of it, like a handprint. Oh shit! I open the fridge. <laughs> With which hand? Um, left hand, I guess, because I'll be holding the axe. Right. <laughs> okay. I guess you open the fridge. A light comes on in there. And the whole door of it opens. It's a Smeg fridge, by the way, so it's quite a good, good fridge. Uh, but it still it swings open. And where you expect it to be filled with frozen meats and ice cream and whatnot, there's in fact a staircase leading downwards. Very narrow first to get through the fridge, and then it opens up. This is a staircase carved out of the living stone. And down there, you can see a flickering light as it curves away. Is it? You can hear someone in the dark gloom chanting something in a guttural manner. 
in no language you can make sense of. Jim, just I'm just running down. Let's just do this. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Uh, so yeah, I I guess I'm um I'm bringing up the the rear. Okay. You head down the steps as quickly as possible as it gets dark and dank and you realise the air is damp and almost pulsating as if it was laboured along the breaths. Are you trying to be quiet or do you not give a shit Don't about being shit. quiet? Okay. You reach the bottom of the steps and you know, you look out into this chamber that's, I would say, eight foot high, roughly 10, 15 feet across, sort of roundish. And you can see on the opposite side of the wall, uh, illuminated by whatever um, lantern that they have, um, you can see Carol strung up, uh, bound, and obviously suffering from a, uh, a knife wound to her side and she's being gagged and she just looks at you with desperate eyes. Next to her, also bound in the same way, is Richard's brother who looks emaciated and pale and stood there in the centre of the room is Harold uh, Richmond, uh, holding a stone dagger and dressed in some sort of uh, purplish kind of robe, um, with his chest exposed, um, his entire top half is naked under the robe, and he just kind of looks at you with a grim, wide smile. We have dinner guests then. Dinner for the for my lord. You then are able to look down and see at the that the room itself is almost like a like runs downwards into the centre, and in the middle there is a hole big enough for a person to fit in. There are tendrils reaching out of it, kind of like uh, tendrils that would grow due to a fungus, and one of these tendrils. Run! It goes all the way up to uh, to Richard's brother, and seems to have grown and wrapped around his leg and burrowed into his stomach. The walls, you then realise above you, the ceiling is dripping some sort of liquid. The only way to describe it is possibly something almost a bit like bile. And you realise that in the dark, this this hole has. You're sure what it looks like the teeth. At which point we can all you can both make breaking point integrity rolls. Uh yeah. witnessing the uh, supernatural and then we will get into um what you do. Yeah, let's do that. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Um <clears throat> Hold on a minute. Um Um this might be a time to resolve my steadfast, but hold on. Let me check the rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, integrity, breaking point. Uh, get plus one to your dice pool, but 
you are witnessing a supernatural occurrence I think we'll call minus four to your dice pool. So you get uh, plus one and then minus four. Plus one, minus four, but you're going to get a plus two, James. Yeah. You're, you're going to be protecting a loved one. Okay. Um, yeah. Well then, dice. Success. Oh, no, I'm okay. You're okay. I'm really okay. <laughs> you're just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Okay. I think I think um, that superior I mean, role I just made is the steadfast carrying me through this extreme situation as I dash forward to take out this dude's leg. Okay, so combat then. Uh, I've got Richard, we've got Jim, we've got Henry, and um and then we have six werewolves. Ah. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> okay. Let me just get to uh, combat. Here we go. Um, it's obvious what your intent is, is that you're going to protect the people that you care for. So the first thing to do is roll for... Um, first of all, you can both roll... Uh, wits plus composure. Wits and composure. And success. There we go. Yeah. Um, Jim is not stupid and neither is Richard as you, you, you get the distinct impression that if you round down here that running into that room without looking even either side is mostly going to spell death for you. And so as you stride forward into this chamber, you turn around and see that ready on either side of the, uh, of the, of the uh, passageway uh, and, uh, as you exit it are two, uh, are the, uh, is the uh, two police officers uh, dressed in similar robes to um, to, Henry, uh, to Harold, uh, ready to attack you. So now you can roll for initiative, which is going to be your initiative modifier plus wits plus, uh, plus uh, dexterity plus composure. Oh, sorry, no, wait, wait, you roll 1d10 and add your initiative modifier. Oh, okay. Initiative, 14. I got 13. Um, minus 4 for my axe, so initiative 10. So you're oh. on initiative 10. Uh, yeah. I got 13, uh, and then I need to minus 3, is it? Yep. Yeah. Um, do we have any idea what uh, initiative modifier a knife does? I can check, because I think I still have that page I'm open. Here. The knife is... I'll give a minus 1. Yep. Okay, 
Uh, okay, so uh, Henry, uh, as he sees you coming towards you, uh, he's going to uh, run in to stab you, uh, Jim. Okay, bring it on. Okay, I will do. <laughs> right, let's see how this works now with any differences. Um, so it's his uh, strength plus weaponry uh, plus uh, uh, well plus any bonuses on the weapon itself, which are none. The weapon's going to be plus one because it's a knife doing lethal. So strength plus his weaponry. Uh, um, versus a, uh, a character's defense is normally subtracted from the from any attack dice pools where it applies. If she chooses to, if they choose to dodge, the the defender rolls her defense as a dice pool against each attack. Uh, each success reduces the attacker's success successes by one. Uh, so Mike, you're not Jim's not dodging. Nope. Uh, so uh, what's your defense? Defense is five. Wow. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? That's what this character was made for. And yes, uh, uh, Harold runs forward, lashes out at you with the uh, dagger, hoping to uh, cut open your jugular, and completely misses. Um, you and Richard now may get to act. Jim and Richard get to act. Okay, well, I'm going to try to... Uh take my axe and swing it down at uh, Henry's, or I'm sorry, Harold's leg, and uh, see if I can yeah. just swipe it out from under him. And how, okay, go for it. So, strength plus He's weaponry. got a defense of three. What's up? He's got a defense of three. So, strength plus weaponry is five, plus I have a specialty with this axe. So, uh, plus two, or am I thinking a shadow run? Uh, what, huh? Sorry, what did you uh, ask? Specialty is plus two dice. Yes. Okay. And uh, no, specialty is just plus one. Okay. Sorry, shadow um, run is plus two dice. He's gonna obviously spend a willpower point um, to add plus two to his defense. Okay, so I get to roll one die in this case, which means I'm gonna use willpower to. Uh, Roll an extra <laughs> three dice. I have a lot of willpower, I believe. Yeah, I do. Okay. Four dice coming at him. All right. I should probably re-roll that ten. And that nine, because it's an axe. Yeah. Boom. So, that is three successes. Three successes. So, you've hit with three successes, and the weapon gives you uh, a plus one. Three damage. Three damage, so that's a total of six damage to him. Yeah, okay. Um, you slice the axe down at his uh, thigh, and it bites in deep, pretty much to the bone. And as you pull it out, there's just a, 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 a whole, I think, a spurt of blood that just comes out of it. And essentially, your, your swipe and pull out splatters the wall behind you and mostly yourself in turn and he staggers back screeching um, Richard's go if he's staggering back can I poke him into the hole yes <laughs> do it with my uh, with my hoe uh, um, yeah if you want to try I 
it seems like a it does seem like a thing. Um, so uh, I don't have anything in weaponry. Would this be would this be an athletic check? Uh, for what? Um, Just pushing. To, no, he, he would have to use weapon. Okay, he would have to use weaponry for this. Yeah. Um, would it be strength as well or dexterity? Yeah, it's going to be strength plus weaponry. Oh. Oh. Um, that'd be a chance roll for me. Um, yeah, so you might have to spend willpower against him if you want to try and do it. I think I might do a willpower. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right, cool. So, um, the willpower puts me on three dice, because... You don't add the three to the chance dice, do you? No, it, yeah, it will put you 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 add the willpower first, yeah, and then you do the you then do the minus first defense. Oh, okay. So I've got I've got one strength and nothing in weaponry. So the I'm one minus one for unskilled cancels the strength. Mm -hmm. Then I've got three for my willpower. You said he's got defense three. Yeah. He's still on a chance die. Yeah, don't spend the willpower, just do a chance die then. Yeah, sorry, I thought it would put me on to the point where I... Well, chance dice it is. Let's go go battle ho. At least it wasn't a one. Yeah. So I guess I, I, guess I am probably trying to hoe him around you because you're in the doorway. Yeah. To the the room. He would have moved out of the way, yeah. So you try and go for him, you overextend, it completely misses. Um, so the uh, the police officers are going for you with their uh, knives. Um, so first of all against you, James, your defences. Oh, my defence. Um, yeah. Four. Four. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to get two decimals. That sounds like a lot of dice. Uh, they get one hit, so you take two points of lethal damage as it cuts into your uh, arm. Oof. And Mike, your defense, because it's another person hitting you, your, does your defense get reduced by one, doesn't it? Yes. That's more people so hit you. Yeah. Four so now. Okay. Uh, and that's a complete mess. So the guy just kind of lunges at you, and you you know, duck out the way, stepping back, bringing your axe ready to uh, to do something to them. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Uh, let's see. Um, it's Harold's go then. Um, he will uh, try and swipe for you again, Mike. It's a new round. Sure. Um, yeah. Can he even hit me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. He's not going to. Okay, he'll try and. He's going to. Uh, 
Let's see. He's going to hold his action first. Okay. Because he's going to wait for you. Yeah, you get the idea of what he's doing. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think that. Let's see. Okay, so yeah, your action then. Uh, well, walk up to Harold and brutally lay down the axe on his skull. Uh, then he will be uh dodging. I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and he'll be using his a willpower point to uh add to his uh defense pool for that. So he basically gets to roll six dice. And that removes away your successes on the uh, attack. Right. I will use a willpower as well. So I have five, but his defense is what? His he's got defense is six. Defenses. So he's rolling as a dice pool. His defense is six now, so he can increase his yeah, defense he, pool. He he he's dodging at the same time. So, so yeah, he's, he's dodging, yes. so he gets to roll his defense as an active pull, right, okay. and he spent a willpower point to boost it. Right. So because it's a boosted pull, you add plus three to pulls and only add plus two if it's a, if it's a um, static defense. Okay. So he's going to roll that. So yeah, I roll it, and I get... Oh, God, Okay, go for it, Mike. Yeah, I think he's going to dodge, because I can really roll two dice. With spending willpower point, so whoa, really? whoa. Okay. uh oh, I get to roll both of those again. Well, he got he got two successes as well, so it cancels out, so you miss him. Nah, yeah, I missed oh wow, well, you could have got him. Yeah, you you uh, sw sweep down with the axe and meet nothing but uh, stone, mm. and uh, he obviously is rolled out of the way, and um, he uh, stands. With um, Richard's brother behind him, because he's evil. Like that. He better not. Okay, so it's uh, Richard's go. What do you want to do? You've got cultists to the side of you. These are uh, these crazy police officers turned whack jobs, nutballs, whatever you want to call them, who are ready to uh, slice you again. And you realise how their eyes are quite different now. They're they're this. They just, their eyes don't really look human. They look kind of bloodshot. I'm, I'm more worried <laughs> about the guy and my brother. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to run over there, chuck my just bodily, just chuck the um, the hoe at him, like okay. across, and then try and tackle him to the ground because you know he doesn't mess with my brother. Okay, um, so the, the thing you want to do then, if you're doing that, is you're doing a all-out attack, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. This is when it gets fun. So that means you won't have a defense rating. Uh, I believe if I find this. Uh, 
Uh, all out attack gives you plus two to your um, dice pool. So remember, you always do positive modifiers first, negative ones after to see whether you have a chance to that. Um, so, hang on a minute. You can do all out attack. Yeah. You get plus one. You you get do all out attack. You then use your willpower points to give yep. you plus five. Remove his uh, He's not. You can't remove his defense because he's dodging. But he only because um, he's doing an active dodge. Mm. Um, and uh, and. Um, And, um, yeah, that's basically uh, it. So how many dice do you get to roll, James? Well, you say I don't get to... So um, you I get should... your... So you get your, yeah. your, you get your strength plus weaponry. Yeah, which is nothing. Plus five if, you're, if you do the all-out attack plus yeah. your willpower point. Plus, wait, so the five... Oh, the five for all-out attack plus my willpower. So no, the, the all-out attack gives you plus two. The willpower gives you plus three. Oh, right, so I'm on five. Yeah, you're on five yeah. dice, and then you get minus one because of the weapon, because yeah. the weapon's improvised, and you get unskilled in weaponry, which gives you a minus. Oh, I, I took the I took the minus one off my strength. You always do the minus. Well, do the minus oh, last. So I should be I mean. on six. I, yeah, I yeah. It matters which way round you do them to see whether you get down to a chance die. So okay. how many are you on now, James? Left. Um, five basically, because I'd already. You're on five. Yeah, and because he's been dodging, he gets to roll his defense as a dice pool. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a bit weird. Why does it say that? Just a dodge. So I should just go like, wow, dice. Yeah. Okay, go oh for it. Oh my god, re-roll those two. Re-roll the tens, man. You got him. Um, so, uh... Boop boop. Ah. Oh. And he removes the success from that. So you get one success to him, which he did, and you get further plus two, did we say, for the damage on this? I think so. If it's yeah, the, um... so it's three damage on him and you uh you you basically knock him down. Um yeah, it's two. So um yeah. I know it's one actually. You knock him down, um and he seems like, you know, bludgeoned and bleeding on the floor and uh, you're there with your hoe just kind of smacked him down away from your brother mostly screaming as you did so yep um, get away guy, from my brother the one guy is going to charge at you behind you, you have no defence now so he's going to just go for all out on your, he's going to be able to attack you um, and he hits and does uh, two points of damage to you, James, as you get stabbed in the uh, lethal in the back. Oof. And the other guy against you, Mike, what's your defense? Defense five. Defense five, so he's going to have a chance to die to hit you. And he misses again. And so, yeah, you're just basically facing these uh, two guys. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, top of the order, what's uh, what's Harold doing? Harold's staying on the ground. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, 
so then I'm up, and I guess I'm gonna... I guess the guy that's facing me, I have to fight, so... Hit him with yeah. an axe. Okay, so you can... Okay. He's got a defense of... Uh... Uh, he'll have a defense of two. He's not dodging or anything, so you just take two off your dice. Let's just keep spending willpower. <laughs> so that puts me down three willpower. That's six total. Okay, that's fine. I get to roll another. Solid two successes. Okay, um, plus the... Uh... Uh, three damage from the axe? Yeah, so that's five then. Yeah, you solidly, you know, pretty much, you know, swing the axe in a long arc straight into his uh, into his belly, and, uh, you know, there's a sickening wet thud and a bit of crunch of bone, and as you pull it out, he collapses over, um, his blood spilling onto uh, this, the cold stone floor, more than likely feeding this alien, inhuman moor that is in the ground. Which, as you're closer to it, you see that this moor just seems to be a bottomless pit, lined with teeth. Hmm. Um, James, what do you want to do? You've got this other guy behind you. Um... So I'm I've I've kind of barreled Harold to the ground, haven't I? Yeah. So I'm on the ground as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Can I do I need to take my action standing up and defending myself? Is that a thing I can do? Um no you didn't you didn't barrel to the ground, you just did an all out charge. So you basically okay. just kind of went you know, just ran yeah, at him. Launched and myself at him. Smacked him down. Yeah. Like he was a rag doll. Cool. Well then, I'm gonna, um, I am gonna turn around and I'm gonna defend myself and my brother and uh, hit another person. He's got lower defense, so you've got more chance of hitting these guys. Um, what's your I, what's your virtue? Uh, ambitious. What's your vice? Arrogant. Oh no, that's not really gonna help you. I don't yeah. Think. You no. you think you can take him now? Oh, actually, yeah. Possibly. I mean, arrogance. Heck, I I I finished the big boss. <laughs> you know, yeah, this actually, guy's a he's a mook. I, I think we can say with your arrogance, you count having a uh, uh, a willpower point back because you're going to do something overextend yourself. This could all end up wrong. So, do you want to do another all-out attack? That could be representative of going for your arrogance. Yeah, yeah. You know what? How freaking dare they! You know, this is family, and they don't mess with family. So yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, so I'm rolling another five then, I guess, yeah. like last time. So you've got plus five onto your dice pool, minus one because of the weapons, cruddy. Uh, they've got a defense of two. So um, so you've got, you've got plus five and a minus of one, two, three, four. Oh, so I'm rolling one. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Should I just <laughs> at that point do I just chance dice it? What's your strength? What's your strength? One. Is it actually one? Oh wow, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're not chance dice dice it because you are down to actually one die. So 
you know, normally you would need a 10 to succeed, on this you only need an 8, 9, or 10. Uh, oh, you, yeah, so go for it. Bam. <laughs> no, no, you miss him. Um, uh, and that one, that one guy, who's the one that stabbed you in the back, will go for you. Uh, you've got no defense again, so I'm just rolling to hit. Uh, one, two, and you take a further three damage uh, wow. as he stabs you. What's your health, James? Um, I have eight health, but currently seven of it is filled up with lethal. Oh um, shit! Now it is. So you're on a minus two on all your dice rolls because of uh, the uh, injuries. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm but pretty you, bad. You're mostly um, at the point of you don't really care because you're trying to defend, trying to save your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other guy, Mike, that you hit, you hit with so much force, you know, he's down on the ground. I think I, I, if I if I succeed on a stamina roll for him, he might get up. But I'd, he actually has a minus on that. So yeah, he's he's on the ground, like bleeding out. Okay. Um. At which point you hear something behind you move, and you look over your shoulder as Harold gets back up. He drops his dagger and just opens his robe, and you watch as the skin along his belly tears open, and what is basically a large toothed maw appear, and it kind of growls. You will be food for the more for my lord. Um, integrity check. <laughs> yes, integrity check for another minus four for both of you. Four. Jesus. But you've got um, yeah with minus four. Um, that's okay. with composure, right? I'm doing yes. good. Oh no, resolve plus composure. <laughs> oh wow. Oh resolve plus composure. Well that's a um that's a challenge dice for me. <laughs> he makes it. Oh no, 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 wait. Challenge you were, dice. You were down to a single die, so you haven't yeah. succeeded. Yeah, okay. Oh wow. Okay, we need to do this differently then. Uh you fail at that. Um Uh, condition, uh, not conditions, uh, integrity, breaking points, uh, failure of a breaking point. Uh, the character's worldview has been shaken, his probably questions his sense of self, his ability to relate to people, his own moral work, or his sanity. Lose a dot of integrity and choose one of the following conditions guilty, shaken, or spooked. Uh, I'm probably spooked. I think shaken is uh, applicable. Shaken is better. Shaken? Yeah. Uh, time your character has taken an action where that fear might hinder them, you may opt to fail the role and resolve this condition. This condition can be imposed by undergoing a breaking point role. Skills it affects is brawls, firearm, intimidation, or weaponry. So, um, yeah, you can choose if you want, James, to your next melee attack, you can fail it against him because you're just so fearful to resolve the condition. Okay. And if you did, you would get a beat point back, obviously, for resolving the condition. And the um, beat point does? Beat points, uh, if you're, really, if you're playing one shot, it should give you willpower points back, but beat points basically translate into experience points. Okay. Five beat points 
make an experience point. So you get beat points for resolving conditions, you get beat points for uh, turning a, uh, a failed dice roll into a critical failure, and so taking a condition uh, that's negative to you, or taking a tilt that's negative condition to you, and of course you get beat points at the uh, a number of beat points at the end of a, a story or a session that translates into roll into, and then that all translates into experience points. Cool. Okay, so um, he's going to attack, but he's is he on any modifiers? No, he's not. He's going to attack. Uh, he he's going to attack. He's going to attack uh, Jim. Attack you. He's going to attack you. Yep. Um, uh, strength plus he's going to get to use brawl on now. So, uh, what's your defense? Defense is five. Okay, he's on two dice. But he gets nines. Uh, no, he doesn't get nine again on this. Um, he hits, and it does four lethal damage as he runs toward. He he lunges towards you as he grabs you for a moment. You feel these teeth, very similar to your dream, bite into your side and gnaw at the very at your hip bone and into your flesh and basically almost bites a chunk out of you. Um, four damage, what's your stamina? Uh, my stamina is three, I believe. I think, is it's, it fair to say you make a stamina roll? Three, See if you... But I do have iron stamina, good sir. Oh, I think I, you're not going to... I be think fine I'll be then. okay, I'm not going to pass out. Yeah, I, yeah. So you just stagger back, seeing you know this little, literally like almost a shark bite on you, hmm. and uh, you just again even more horrified by the by what you're seeing as it's how it's you know, maimed you. Um, <laughs> how do you react to that? How does Richard react to that? You still got another? Is there still the other? No, you've taken out both the guys, haven't yeah. you? Um, yeah. No. No. No, that guy I completely missed, and then he shifted me. Shifted me bad. Um, I have one health point. Okay, so... I'm pretty much dead. But I do have a tolerance for biology, so the shark bite is... You know, it's just flesh at this point. Okay, so uh, what does Jim want to do? Um, I mean, I got a gaping maw in the side of me, so I'm going to just beat up Harold. Just hit him with the axe. All out attack. What's up? All out attack. Plus two to the dice pool. They're pretty dangerous. You know, you can get in yeah, a lot I'm of trouble if I do this. But yeah, I think it just makes sense because I'm violent. Okay. So I'm just angry. Um. Okay, so plus two for that. Do you want to spend a willpower point? Sure. Let's just kill this guy. Plus five. Um. And uh, he's got defense, as I said, three still. Um, yeah. Okay. He's not Obviously, he's not dodging or defending because he attacks you as normal. Yep. Um, so seven dice. Let's yeah. see what happens. Three successes. Those are numbers. All of them roll again. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of them roll again. Four successes. Yeah, you cut him down. You basically just you make a blood curdling scream as you go for his head. Yes, that is correct. And you just keep as you hack him down. You mostly keep hacking 
away at his corpse, uh, more and more blood splattering up onto your face as you do so, um, and you're basically consumed by complete bloodlust to kill this abomination. As you do that, the cultist behind you just just like screams out and flees um, the scene, and uh, you're left there with uh, in this dank chamber with uh, the body of uh, Harold and uh, Carol, who's obviously wounded, bound up against the wall, and uh, and uh, Rich's brother. Okay. Um, I know first aid, so. I think we're going to make a bunch of rolls to try to uh, yeah. make some bandages think... out of this guy's uh, robe or something. Before before we get a chance to first aid, I'm kind of fixated on uh, on using the hoe to cut that tendril connected up to Simon. Fair enough. Okay. Because that's, that's creeped me out since I saw it. And, like, do I need a roll for that? No, you, you're going to cut down with it. As you cut down with the hoe you hear your brother scream out, muffled, scream out in pain. Oh, that's not, that's not good. But it's... As, you do, as you do so, there's a goblet of, like, of like a, almost kind of like a pus-like fluid that splatters out. And I think then it's probably time for me to pass out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably so. Um... Um. Okay, so Mike, I think we'll so assume you make up the uh, bandages. You, you take off the uh, gags off uh, Carol and his brother, um, and uh, uh, are you going to? Uh, what do you do? Yeah. Um. Shit. You take. You unbind them. Well, okay. So wall. I bandage up myself. And Carol, and I don't know about the brother. Is he bleeding? He's not bleeding, but he has this weird tendril that's still Shit. burrowed into his stomach. <clears throat> Richard's just on the ground. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Catatonic. I mean, I'll cut down. I'll cut down Carol because she's bandaged now. Mm-hmm. She should be somewhat okay. Yeah. Um, she's just kind of like you know, panting, looking wild eyed, and it's like. You, if you if you if you pull that out of him, I don't think you can pull that out of him. I think I think he's attached to that thing. Listen, lady, I don't know. I don't I don't know about this kind of stuff. Um, okay, just hang on here. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to wake up Richard here. Richard, <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll bandage him you too. Bring Richard around. <laughs> you bring him round. He's obviously, uh, he's obviously bleary-eyed, you know, wide-eyed, horrified, thinking it's all just some mad nightmare. What do you say, Richard? Come on, Richard. We gotta what go. Do I we gotta say? go. Yeah, as you come we to, gotta get out of here. I probably, I probably just scream a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what do you want to pull the the tendril out of your brother's stomach? Um, I like. I'm a biology student, so hopefully a little bit of like if if it like if it looks fused to him or something. Hopefully, I have a little tiny 
spark of insight that shows through, even though I'm mostly whacked out my gourd at this point. Um, this is the question. Do you want to pull it out, or do you think it's a bad idea? I've already tried to... I've already cut it, haven't I? You, you cut a bit of it. It's quite a thick tendril thing at the base of it. Oh, so it's it. not actually... It's like, not fully cut. You're gonna, it's up to you. One more. You've got a cho- I'm giving you a choice. Actually, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. Um, just make this even more dramatic. Uh, Jim, Jim has Carol, you know, picks her up, starts taking her out, and says... Richard, you gotta get you gotta get him out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get her outside. I'm gonna find a car for us, all right? And then they walk out and leave him there alone with his brother. <laughs> okay, so you and Carol leave. Wait, have you taken the torch as well? Um, oh no, there's two. They they had a torch yeah. as well, haven't they? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So come on, you, okay, yeah. What's, so, what 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 does Richard do? <clears throat> this is it. This is your choice. I love you, Simon. This is the only thing I think. This is the only way I can save you. And then I hoe the. the As you do so, your brother wakes, comes out of whatever you know coma-like, you know, state he's in, looks at you, and he just says, "Thanks. I need come for me." At which point he slumps down dead. Make another integrity roll with a minus three. And that's resolved. Resolve composure. composure. Well, that's one dice. Yeah, this is all the difference between what your character. Oh, wait, why have I rolled two dice? Yeah, wrong one. No. You in the I, I guess what what you fail so obviously um, you are again you're compounded by guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, you can turn this into a dramatic failure if you wish. Uh, at this point, it would be appropriate in a campaign, and you could take a uh, uh, an ongoing condition that would basically form a derangement. Yeah, I think. Some form. I th- I think. Killing my brother in a chamber with a giant hell mouth is probably derangement territory. Yeah, you would, you mostly suffer some form of uh, insanity of like related to your guilt, uh, some sort of like uh, I'm trying to think of what would be appropriate. It's um, probably haunted by nightmares or just. I would say uh, you suffer from uh, a form of uh, irrationality. Mm-hmm. Or hysteria, or, or you're basically going to a depression or something, something like that. But basically, you know, you're wrapped with grief, yeah. and I guess you're left in the chamber screaming. I think sobbing. I think I, I just don't I have, have the, sobbing. I don't have the strength to scream anymore. It's taken everything okay. I've got, so I'm just quietly curled in on myself. Sobbing. Uh, of course, uh, with this sobbing, uh, Carol can hear it as she goes up and she rushes down and pull, drags you away back up as quickly as possible. Mostly gives you a slap around the face to get you together. And uh, you race up to the um, into the main floor of the hotel where 
Jim is there with his fire axe and whatever villagers are about who it's quite clear have like blood stains to their mouths of something that they've been consuming and you are able to make some sort of getaway uh, out through a, a side entrance somewhere and uh, and taking whatever the nearest car is and you leave the town of Kingswell behind you. Cut to black. The end. So, so now the credits are rolling, okay? Credits, credits roll. roll. And we get to the very end. You know, that little little teaser thing at the end. And it's just yeah. uh, two two firemen sitting in a fire truck. One of them's like, hey, whatever happened to Jim? The other guy goes, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe met abroad over there or something. And that's it. Interesting. Wow. That was that was interesting. Especially how my character is just like, I guess I'll just help you guys out. And then he has a freaky dream and then he was like, I don't want to be alone. I just want to stay with these people. <laughs> and things just got worse from there. So yeah. that was interesting. It was kind of a uh um kind of a reverse not really reverse, but it was kind of like Shadow over Innsmouth, except even worse for us. Because we couldn't <laughs> run, we had to stay there. Yeah, have you? Oh, have you seen the uh, the film Dagon? Yeah, that's based off of Shadow Over Innsmouth. So, yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah, I I got that kind of feeling from it, and I was just like, oh. Dear. So, um, what did you think was going on then, fully, or what other things do you think was going on? Well, let me let me preface this by saying I don't want to actually know what was going on. I want to just kind of okay. let my imagination run. So I want to say that this was actually, there's always those legends of like great cats in, in the UK. So I want to say that these, uh, these were a community of almost skin changers that uh, were very cat-like and they were worshiping, let's say, this god. And uh, because of that, they're, you know, doing their festival each year to eat people. So I'll go with that. What do you think, James? Oh wow. Um I I was like for for a while I was convinced that the um you said there was a there's a tower, right? In the uh the the manor. Uh, the manor has a has a uh, it has a tower has a tower. It's not very tall. No. It's more like I, a a turret type thing again. 
I was convinced when they'd built it into the proper like spirey thing that they'd used the sanguine stones, which were the um, the yeah. the Malum Petras to build the tower. So I was I was thinking it was going to be up in the tower. There was just going the the whole hotel was just going to have been drinking blood or some crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, also, yeah, because you had the whole red room thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That 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 kind of didn't. Yeah, I I have I did festoon it with enough. At which point, did, when did you think you thought it was one thing, and then it, you thought, no, it's not that anymore. It's something else. Um, it was kind of, it was kind of weird because uh, there was the, there was a bit where I was sitting here going, it's the it's the stones, it's the stones, it's the stones. But at the same time, it was all like. Wolves, wolves. It's werewolves. It's werewolves. It's werewolves. And I was like, ah, I don't, I don't quite know which one I want to hedge my bets on. Yeah, I think I, mm. I generally, you know, having having discussed stories and such with Chris quite a bit, whenever there's a cliche or something that he pulls out, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a red herring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I, I hope there was. A, I hope with everything you thought there was possibly a cliche, and then you didn't think whether. It could have been a red herring, and then turned out not to be a red herring. Because mm. when it's when it's the chance to game with like to play a game with like you guys, or I think even with like uh, and with Sam and say, because like Sam knows when I'm going to pull something, has a feeling for when I might pull something like that, and so with people that are aware of how I write stuff, and it gives me a chance to maybe be a bit more complex. And mm. and you guys went with the flow of the story and and with, with the characters. I think when you've got more competitive people that play, in a, I, I would say in a more competitive manner. Yeah. You you sometimes need to make the plot points a little bit easier than for them to follow mm-hmm. to tell them where the story is. Yeah. Whereas you kind of just went with obviously the horror story is leading to certain things. But that's the fun of it, is to go into these things. Which is the whole, I'm going to run down there with an axe. I don't know what's down there, but I will yeah. do it. Not that I, I should be really careful because I don't want to die. That doesn't really fit with hmm. how the characters work or yeah. the situation. I mean, that that's totally... No, I, I, am, I play most of my characters with a, a little... They're kind of just on an arc until the point that they get killed. I think it's I, I just have bad luck with my, with my characters, but um, yeah, like I was when I was down there in the dark, I was like that that is like that's a nice point to go. This character is like this character has done his thing. Like I'd hit two of my ambitions. Like I'd found my brother and I'd helped him have a better life by not being infested with the horrible fungal that's a, yeah, monstrous. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I was I was quite content to be like, you know what, I've I've done this. I'm at like one health point. My character would probably quite happily go, yeah, I'm I'm done. Like, my my willpower is gone. Mm. I I'm just gonna sit and cry. I didn't in the complete darkness. any of my aspirations. Now that I check. Yeah, what, but what, I mean, what are your aspirations? Some of flavorful. Yeah, reach really. the rank of captain. Okay, that's a little tough. Uh, show I'm not cursed. Uh, I could be at this point, and enjoy myself. Yeah, I think Jennifer, you've proved more that you could be cursed. <laughs> you see, you're like, yeah, I guess, I guess Jim's still got like he's still got all that on his plate. Hmm. Whereas, like, I don't think, 
I, I don't think uh, Richard was ever going to finish his degree after that. Um, no. Well, Jim never makes it back to uh, Detroit, so what's yeah. going on? What happens to us in the future? Who knows? Tune in next time on Darker it's, Days Radio. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. It makes me feel like it's maybe worth writing a follow-up story at some point with... I don't know how you would think your character would react to this, because... It's something I've always wanted to do, and I've discussed with this with James is the whole kind of like your hunters in the kind of supernatural sense, like but rather than being two bros gallivanting across um, across the US, is the whole gallivanting across Europe trying to make sense of what the fuck happened and find some meaning in your life. I think like with with the way that this happened, even though the characters aren't particular aren't related, they've still got they've got that shared they now have that shared thing of they're, they're both kind of on the run. They're both now not going to particularly trust people very much. Um, I mean, in in the UK, that's going to be horrible. Like, you're not going to want to go into a tiny little village. Well, everywhere's a freaking tiny little village. Um, yeah. Yep. Man. You're going to see horror behind every door. But yeah, I think I think I put... I think... I guess with the story, I mean... I guess there's a few... There's a few... I guess you could say there's a few cliches and uh, inspirations in there. I hope it made a, an appropriate blend and and there was mystery up until the end. I didn't think we were going to find yeah. a hellmouth down there. Jesus. <laughs> With evil bile fungus and teeth? I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. The fungus bit was actually a, a late addition based on uh, so an episode of Hannibal, ah. I had to go with fungus for some reason. Fair enough. Like, to get an extra descriptive element to it. Um, do you think there could have been a better way you could have ended it? Um, I almost kind of wish it just cut to black with Richard just sitting there in the pit next oh, to the next in the, the dark. But I I always go for the uh, the really shitty ending for people. <laughs> I. I think though it's like there is there's that filmic quality to it because I I was at the point as well where I was I was as you say like I was happy to be like that's 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 the point for the character to end if this was a horror movie that's where it would stop. Um, so what's really it's a really shitty ending because um, for the first time last night we watched uh, The Mist. Oh yeah, and that's a shitty ending. I haven't seen yeah, it unfortunately, like, so I. I've watched it's all it, right, but yeah, I think uh, it's I think it's different to the book. I think it yes, works differently. It is. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's, it's actually I will admit it's a, it's a Stephen King film that worked well on screen. I think there was just a few bits that were a bit lackluster. But, hmm. um, uh, I'm trying to think of the one shots we've done that ended on a on a on a shitty way. We've done obviously every time we've run Terrible Tales of James Magnus, that's always ended shittily. Like that end. I think you survived it because you played the cheerleader. You were the only one that survived. Only oh, no, someone else got taken in under custody because they killed so many people. Because because they um they were the one with the shotgun and the ghost of James Magnus can possess people. No nope. spoilers. And make them spoilers. Into spoilers. <laughs> you need to run it, Mike. It's brilliant. No, it's okay. It's alright. I survived because I locked myself in. <laughs> and stayed there. That's literally all I did. It didn't play out as a proper like 
ghost story and really well. Like it played out like it played out like an episode of Supernatural where the Winchester brothers didn't turn up. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you also had a great selection of characters where you had like we had um, a paranormal debunker, a psychic, a news reporter, the um, construction foreman who was in charge of doing up the uh, the house and turning it into a hotel, and uh, and the cheerleader whose boyfriend got killed there because they were there for some nookie and it all went wrong. Yeah, that was good. I've played, I have run it before though, with the player side fucking over each other. You had the psychic and the paranormal debunker trying to like the debunker was like, my god, everything's real. I'm gonna I, this this footage is amazing. And it's like I need to steal the footage from the news reporter and stole it <laughs> and did what they could for it, which is great. Um, so, are we still recording? I mean, oh yeah, I think this is all recording. Yeah, it is still recording. Cool. Do you want me to stop? Because it's yeah. gold. No, no, that uh, that's all good. I'm just uh, just wondering. Uh, um, so I think I don't know other one-shot stories um, to run. Evil ones that are pre-written that would be good to run. Uh, well, you could try to run Fallen as Babylon, which I already did for Darker Days, but I would highly recommend it. That was a very tightly designed. Uh, hmm. SAS. It's based off of the Inferno supplement. Mm -hmm. Really awesome. I mean, I really like to. Um, I don't know whether it'd be great to try and work this one up now as a um for Forgotten Law. Because, like, you know, I it's as you got the idea that it was festooned with plot, it, well, setting information to really help establish the setting. Because hmm. um, I'm sure James, you basically pictured somewhere, and you were like, "Oh, well, fuck. you said you said Leamington Spa, and um, and you were talking about whales, and I mean, heck, even when you were talking about the uh, the four people like sitting in the field eating stuff, like I I used to go on walks at night because I I have lots of trouble sleeping, and I remember walking past a field of sheep, and I just all I could hear was this noise, just like, <laughs> and when I looked over. Like all you see is this white shape that looks like, if it's because the, the sheep was standing the other way around, it just looked like a person on their hands and knees, nice. with their head down on the ground, and uh, that was like that's actually like this image is actually really creeping me out. I, um, but yeah, like it. I think. That, yeah. I think the other thing is is there's there's an inherent. I don't know if for, for you, Mike. Does it does it feel different knowing that? If you're playing a character in the UK, they can't just go to. They don't have. They don't. There isn't the chance for them to own a firearm, and there isn't a chance of picking one up or stealing one because firearms are few and far between. Unless you're in an inner city where there's a gang that has illegal firearms, or your only op other option is if you'd come up against that farmer for some reason and he was brandishing his shotgun, you could have got it because obviously farmers have licenses for shotguns yeah. for gamekeeping, but that's a different thing entirely, because all you can have is buckshot. Right, with regard to weapons, I mean, typically I've been playing, I've run Vampire and play Vampire, so guns are less common. Um, yeah, guns are pointless with vampires. Uh, Hunter, The Reckoning, people would get guns, obviously, but with, with other things like Blue Book, World of Darkness, I don't think I've ever had anyone with a gun. It just doesn't come up. 
Um, yeah. But also remember that I live in the part of the United States where people don't really like guns as much. So it might not be a go-to thing yeah, that the role that. players subconsciously think of. Hmm. I mean, for when we've done Hunt of the Vigil, that time Chris ran it, we were playing a... Uh, which, other, which group is it? We were playing a European branch of Valkyrie. So we were like toting, you know, rifles with ghost rounds, hmm. which is which totally changes the flavor of it because you're suddenly like we're in Europe and we have guns, and you know the only people, other people really have guns other than the military is the police in certain countries. So it felt kind of fun to feel a bit more empowered. Hmm. But even that doesn't change. That that doesn't really help you when you're dealing with like really evil things that should stay dead that were never dead. And uh, weirdness like that. Um, I also hope for you, Mike. It felt British enough. Did you did you think did you think short not short the hot fuzz gone wrong? Um, I had, I don't really remember hot fuzz that well. I do vaguely remember them driving around in the car with like a swan in it or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then didn't they have to fight like the town elders at the end or something? Yeah. 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 With Timothy Dalton as the evil mayor or something. That's right. Okay, I do vaguely remember it. Um, no, not really. Timothy Dalton is actually would actually be perfect as Harold Richmond. Timothy Dalton is, yeah. Hmm, perhaps. But we didn't really talk to Harold that much. We just kind of found out something so about really, him, but we, we didn't further investigate. If, if I really wanted to have pushed it, I think with more... I think... Players I really don't know. I would have tried to have pulled a really stupid one-liner, like, and the food here is excellent. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah, but cool. Yep, that was really good. Absolutely. Thanks for running it, Chris. Definitely appreciate it. And yeah. uh, I would Thank highly recommend much. writing it up or finishing writing it up uh, as like an SAS or something. Most of it is written up. I can link. I'll link you all the details and. Obviously, that means there's spoilers in there for you, okay. which will reveal a bit more. I guess I'll check um, it out. I mean, I already read. I read your like proto draft, like your first two pages over the summer. So I oh, kind yeah. of vaguely remember there being something about this here on Hall and the wolves and such. But uh, luckily, nothing was spoiled. You're also very close with the whole incest thing. Oh. Huh. Because obviously that gets to things about the village, well, the townsfolk. So you were, yeah, you were pretty spot on. Oh, with that, that was just a throwaway comment, but uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Outstanding. Uh, I guess that's it. Then. Definitely. So thank you for playing and not dying. It was it was pretty close there. Oh. It was really close. Yeah, I I, I went through it pretty hard towards the end. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Cool. Thanks very much. All right, gents. Um, James, I was gonna, I was just gonna quickly suggest, James, you wanted to run some world stars, so maybe again, it's an option. Did you want to try and run a one shot over G plus? Oh, I, I would, but at the moment, I am doing my, um, I've got my Pathfinder games on Tuesday, um, and Unfortunately, things are going to be things are going to be busy for the foreseeable future at work. Like, I'm, okay, I yeah, there's 
there's a lot of stuff that needs doing, so I'm not sure I quite have the time to... Uh, the, the one I'm running at the moment is out of the book, so I don't have to do as much prep work as I would if I was making... But a one-shot shouldn't be too bad. If I... I'll have a think about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think there's a few stats that I haven't really read for anything. Um, and I think there's still some stuff in uh, Ghost Stories, which I've not ever run, because I kind of looked at and I didn't think were that great, but I think you could have a look at and a chance to improve them. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be good. Um... Cool. Awesome. Awesome, dudes. All right. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks, James. And have a good night.